1: This is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open. Thank you.
0: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts... Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous, coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. If this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number
1: 62. I'm Nick Howell. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous, and I don't know if it's the unhealthy amount of caffeine or if it's just because it's WrestleMania week, but... I'm super excited today, Nick. I'm super I'm anxious. Pumped. I am, you know what? I'm anxious too. <laughs> I'm really anxious because this is going to be a crazy, crazy go home show for us today. Not only are we going to be going over what happened on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, some of the indies things that happened this week, but we've also got a ton to talk about when it comes to WrestleMania itself and TakeOver. We're going to have our picks. For both WrestleMania and Takeover on the show. And most importantly, Nick, we are in a competition. We are in a a throwdown, if you will, with two other podcasts. Slobber knocker. Right it's gonna be a slobber knocker because my goodness, there I, I don't know about you, man, but I've lost sleep on my picks for WrestleMania this year. Uh, because we are, we're going to, we're in a heated competition right now.
0: Yeah. I haven't lost much sleep because I've known what mine were going to be the whole time. So
1: oh, well, lucky you. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> no, we actually have several different things in motion here. So as always, we're going to have our picks between you and I, where we'll just, you know, make fun of each other for being stupid. And why would we ever pick those things? And that's a, as it always has been on this show with every other pay-per-view we've gone over. Uh, but we've also got a competition going on with two other shows, somewhat independently. So uh, I'm going to go over one. I'll let you go over the other in a second. So the guys from the Take Two podcast, Take Two Network, their podcast, uh, wrestling podcast specifically, uh, have w- accepted our challenge last week that we threw out there and have belayed us their picks uh, to to go over. And uh, we are in a just a straight up pick'em competition. With the guys on the Take
1: Two podcast, but that's not the only one. No, we've also we're also in a competition uh, with Going in Raw, the uh, wrestling behemoth show, yes. if you will. Uh, so they also have accepted our 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 Throwdown of the Gauntlet. Uh, and they've already given their picks this week. They have a whole different system. We're going to be going by their system. We'll go over all of that later in the show, but in the meantime, let's get everyone ready for the rest of their show, uh, the show by letting them know they can go to our Facebook group at Busted Wide Open Discussion Group on Facebook and uh, join us there. Talk about all the things around WrestleMania, all the things around wrestling in general. Have a good time. Talk to each other and, and basically get ready for the biggest weekend of the year in professional sports.
0: Absolutely, and be sure to come over and follow us on Twitter at bwo podcast as I am going to be in control of the Twitter account this weekend and it is going to be quite lively.
1: Oh lord, you're going to be like Doctor Strange driving along a hillside freeway, going a little bit too fast for your own good and it's probably going to end in some sort of insanity. But right now before we get to all of that stuff, all the pickums, all the all the the meat of the show if you will, we do have to run down the rest of the week, the rest of the build to WrestleMania and that means we got to start off talking about Monday Night Raw.
0: Well, as we have for the last few weeks, uh, we kicked things off on Monday Night Raw with one of Triple H and Stephanie and Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey all coming out of the... This week, it was headed up by none other than Jonathan Coachman. Jonathan
1: Excitement Coachman, uh, who held court, if you will, over a, a I don't know if you would call it a press conference or like a, a it wasn't a contract setting, they made it kind of seem like they were doing a uh, a table discussion like a like a pre-match it
0: was like a boxing meet. promo. Like, yeah. presser yeah you know you know, yeah.
1: presser there you go you had the two tables set up and a and a guy on a podium in between them and on one side you had triple h and stephanie the other side you had angle and rousey and everyone's talking smack to each other and triple h and stephanie saying how you know we're used to this kind of thing you know ronda wants to come in and and be all feisty because Kurt's just riling her up, and that's okay because Kurt's an idiot, and we're gonna, you know, knock Rhonda, knock some sense into her, and make her, uh, make her see things our way, and that's that'll be that. And Kurt and Rhonda, of course, coming back with, we're gonna kill you. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna beat you up because we're plucky like that. We're Olympic medalists. You don't <laughs> stand a chance. Well, that's a pretty damn good argument. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. This is kind of the craziest aspect of this: is them building this up to make this look like Stephanie is any kind of competition for Ronda. Yeah, like let's let's face it. You know, we've we've seen a lot of the mixed match challenge going on on Facebook uh, Watch over the last few weeks. WWE has been experimenting with intergender tag matches, and which is what this is going to be. Where they will allow women to get some physicality on the men. You know, Charlotte speared uh, Miz this week, but the women uh, can't, the men can't attack the women, right? So Triple H is not going to be punching Ronda Rousey. And Kurt Angle's not going to be Olympic-slamming Stephanie anytime soon. What happened to right?
0: all of this equality and Me Too talk that's been going around? Well, Why it's not? Still, it's a weird look. and It's equality until?
1: Uh, well, yeah. It okay. Basically, yes. <laughs> yes, okay. it is. Get used to it, because that's how it's going to go down. The thing is here, looking at this match uh, as, as it stands right now, because the end of this segment was Stephanie putting Ronda Rousey through a table. It was Triple H hitting Kurt Angle in the back of the head with a mic. And then uh, Stephanie slamming uh, Rousey through a table, which I thought was a good go home moment for this whole feud. It's 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 putting over that Triple H and Stephanie are in fact uh, physical obstacles for Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. I don't think I think everyone at this point would assume that that Triple H would get out his golden shovel and and take out uh, Angle at this point in a heartbeat. Just look at Survivor Series, right? Uh, but the fact that Rousey and Stephanie are going to be directly involved. I mean, there's no one in their right mind, even though they built this, even though they built this as, well, this is Stephanie's world. She's been doing this all her life. The rules are different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter. All, Rousey needs to get within two feet of Stephanie when Stephanie doesn't have the surprise edge and Stephanie's going to die. As Rousey said this week, she's going to rip her arm off. Yeah. So... It, it, this was fun. I like this build. I think Rousey is still showing she's not quite ready for the big stage. She's still nervous and hesitant when she when it comes to promos. But I, you know she doesn't have to do a promo at WrestleMania. She's got to go out there and kick Stephanie's ass. Basically.
0: I'm not concerned about the gimmick of this whole setup and this whole match. My main concern lies once we get past the novelty of this mm-hmm. spectacle and. How does she become a full time superstar on the main roster? That's where my concern lies. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch, however it shakes out. But I want to see her get mix it up with other women in week to week, week after week in the main roster.
1: Agreed. But the problem, the big problem with Ronda Rousey is WWE is very much of a performers milieu, if you will. Like it's not just for people who can wrestle and technical. You can't have. Ronda Rousey with the kind of personality that they're giving her and the kind of personality that's expected of their superstars today. You can't have her come out like a Steve Blackman or like a Ken Shamrock and not cut promos and just beat people up that they're not going to do that. They're going to have to have her take mic time and give promos and stand opposite people and do that very kind of like stilted backstage segment that WWE does. And right now she's not not good at those. No, not at all. No. So she's not really going to have a whole lot of opportunity to get good at those by going to the Performance Center because the expectation is she will be on weekly TV going forward. So after WrestleMania, win or lose, the big experiment with Ronda Rousey is going to be, can she perform in the way that WWE superstars perform week in, week out.
0: Well, next up, we had a couple of backstage segments, if I remember correctly, where Kurt Angle uh, was talking with Paul Heyman, asking him to keep things down. We don't want to rile up Roman Reigns, which then led to Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out to the ring and Paul giving another Paul Heyman-esque speech. For the next ten minutes,
1: yeah, it was weird with with Kurt backstage talking to Paul and then talking to Roman and saying we don't we don't want to jeopardize our main event match at WrestleMania, and I, you know, which to me is, is silly considering the last couple of weeks Brock has tried to actually end Roman Reigns' life. Yes twice well, you know kurt's not mad about that but nobody you know, getting involved in stopping that no no one stopped uh, brock when he tipped over a handcuffed roman reigns in a in a cart i guess by that point he wasn't handcuffed anymore but he's still strapped to a cart yeah and he's beating him while he was handcuffed and then the next week he, he plowed on some stairs and all beat him down again crushed him again but this week no roman don't go after brock because we don't want to jeopardize our main event Look, I, I I could I could kvetch more about this, but the bottom line was the segment we got at the end of the show, where as you said, Paul Paul Heyman comes out, does another Paul Heyman promo, uh, you know, talking up the match, and Kurt has put a bunch of uh, basically the entire tag division because they're useless on Raw as they've proven to us. They put the entire tag division on the ramp. To block Roman if he comes out from getting in the ring. So after Paul runs his mouth, calls Roman a bitch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Brock owns you, et cetera, Roman does come out finally because, you know, of course he does. You have to. Yeah. And then when the guys are blocking him, Roman looks at them all. And at this point, I was actually thinking to myself, wait, aren't we promoting Roman as being a quote locker room leader and these guys are going to turn on him? Like, what's going to, what are you going to do? And in a moment that I, I don't think it was played terribly well, but it did work from a logic standpoint was Roman looks at all the guys and go, what are you doing boys? Are you going to block me a full timer from getting to that part-time bastard? And they all kind of looked at each other and whispered, and then they parted and let Roman walk on down the ramp and go tussle it out with Brock. That was a nice moment. And it did, it did get back to the, what I consider the first week of this feud where Roman was angry at Brock being a, a part-timer, not caring about the fans, not caring about WWE, and it more established that Roman is respected backstage uh, in his position in WWE. It was a, it was a, a reminder to us of his character, uh, as it should be. I, I, liked, I liked this aspect of it. And I liked that once they did get physical in the ring, Roman hit him with five Superman punches. Brock could barely get up but then got up enough to give him an F5 and then Roman was down. So it did end with kind of almost equal footing between the two of them. No one stood tall, really. Both of them were banged up. Uh, Heyman was screaming how the F5 put down Roman reigns, which I have a feeling will be a story point at WrestleMania. We'll get to that later. Uh, But I liked this. I liked the way that they played this out and the way that it ended. It still is not the best build well, no, I'm shot, ready for
0: this to be over.
1: I was ready for this, this to be over a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. Yep. But this was this was better than the last two weeks. I'll give them that. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, you're straight up
0: beatdowns from by Brock Lesnar are just that's silly. It doesn't build the match to be anything to have any kind of gravitas, especially the way they've been swinging it the way the, over the last year.
1: Yeah, so. and I, I like the fact that Heyman was threatening to to take Brock and walk. I like the fact that they they really did come across as just skeevy bastards, the both of them. And and Roman came across more as kind of a noble, heroic figure, which is what they're trying to do with him. Great, fine. You got across your point. This week was, I think, the most elegant that they've gotten across that point of this entire build. Best way to leave it in a, in a program that really I have... Very little interest in. Yeah. But at least they ended it on a pretty solid note. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of things that have been going on for a few weeks, uh, Cena, John Cena came out yet again. Oh, God. To hype up the audience and taunt The Undertaker <sighs> potentially out of retirement. We don't, we still don't know. So for the third week now, three weeks in a row, we've had John Cena out there pontificating about and, and directly calling. The Undertaker, not just
1: coward, not just pontificating, but like getting the cheapest pops possible, like just mugging to the crowd. At this point, you know, I I think we said it started off a little corny, but then devolved into just cheeseball territory really quickly. At this point, it was it was so long and drawn out. And as we'll say in a second, there was also a match on this Monday Night Raw that, if you watch the Hulu version, was just gutted. They gutted this match. So that Cena could go off for 15 minutes on something that didn't have a payoff. Undertaker did not show up. Third week in a row. Third week in a row. We've had to have a Kane match in this. Like it's just at this point, it was uh, to me like, and it felt bad for this for this crowd because he got the crowd all hyped up. He said, "Oh well, maybe this week." You guys chant Undertaker, he'll show up, and he finally. They didn't want to do it either. They were like, um, Undertaker. Undertaker, and they started doing it, and of course, Undertaker didn't show up, and Cena once again referred to Undertaker's not having any balls or something like that. It, it at this point, I'm over it. Yeah, like I am, I'm, I'm burned out on it. I am curious whether or not Taker shows up at WrestleMania, but and I think the logic here was. We don't need to see Undertaker before WrestleMania because the card is stacked enough as it is. And to have that is not necessary. And it will create more intrigue at WrestleMania as to whether or not he will show up at WrestleMania. We don't need to tell you 100% yes or no. You've already bought your subscription if you're going to watch. I guess that's the logic. I still would have been more hyped to see a stare down, like I said last week, between seeing an Undertaker and then boom, we're out. That's the last image. Because to be, to be completely honest, this Raw was, for the most part, really underwhelming when it came to sending home feuds. And yeah. so was SmackDown, and we'll talk about that. But I don't think this Raw really got me any more hyped for WrestleMania. No, it did not. There was nothing about this show that made me go to another level of excitement. There was one thing for me, uh, and I think
0: we'll talk about that uh, here in the next couple of things. But uh, let's move on and talk about what's going on around the Intercontinental title with The Miz, Finn Balor, and Seth Rollins. Because tonight, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins had a match. Had an
1: amazing match. That if you didn't watch it live, you really didn't get to see. You didn't get to see it all. There was, it was three segments on the actual show. It was three segments. It was five minutes give or take on the Hulu edition. The Hulu edition was basically the first part of the match with Miz on commentary, uh, going off about his new baby. And frankly, by the way, going off about his new kid in a way that really made him a sympathetic guy. Like you couldn't, you couldn't not like him. Like he wasn't, he wasn't being the Miz about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was trying to throw in some Miz like little jabs there, but it was, you still like, you could tell he's so into his kid. Uh, and with good reason, but he's just so over the moon about this kid that it's, it was a really sweet thing to hear. And I mean, if he goes face, that's the avenue right there. He shouldn't. Biz is just too damn good as a heel. I agree. But my God, there's your avenue right there. But he got himself over on the mic, once again, killing it on commentary. You saw that, went to commercial, all of a sudden, boom, you got the end of the match. And, and if you came right into it right there, the audience is so hyped. And you're like, where did this come from? Well, because they, they just watched 10, 15 minutes of an amazing match. That if you watched Tula, you didn't get to see. But this was, by the way, one of the best Raw matches they've had in a long time. It was out freaking standing. And it showed why these guys are so highly regarded, one. And two, why this match at WrestleMania could steal the show. Because once you add Miz into this, add another element into this incredible chemistry. Some of the best chemistry, by the way, in the WWE between uh, Seth and Finn. You had Miz in the, on that? Oh, man. Th- this could be a killer match I think we've been saying it for a
0: couple of weeks now that this is the sleeper. This is the one that could sneak up on everybody. Yep. All right, so I'll get back to my one thing that I was referencing a few minutes ago. Um, the bar come out to the ring and decide to cut a promo against... Talking about how they are the bar. They're not just... The, they don't set the bar. They are the... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, next up, right at the end of that, Braun Strowman comes out. To the top of the ramp of the microphone and says,
1: I got my new partner. You're getting too good at imitating. (laughs) I got my new partner. Uh
0: so the bar says, Well, okay, well, who is he? Bring him out. He can't wait to get a hold of you guys. But he wants to have a match
1: with you. Yeah, you don't you don't get to meet him unless one of you agrees to have a match with him. And I'm gonna
0: pause right here for just a second because I went (gasps) We're gonna to get to know who it is before WrestleMania. Really? I was like, "Oh no, they're really gonna do this? No, don't do this!" And he goes back, sta- starts going backstage after they agreed to the stipulation, and he stops one foot short of uh, of going backstage. He goes, "Oh, by the way, he's a lot like me." And I went, "But a li- <gasps> but a little different, but a little different." And I went, "Is it Lars Sullivan? Oh my god! I was t- I was just doing my big man mark out Markery. thing." So anyway, goes out. And out comes Brains Strowman <laughs> in a white button-down shirt with the sleeves torn off and
1: glasses. <laughs> Looked like, look like uh, Devon Devon Dudley glasses.
0: It was kind of like Daryl in or a Baba lucha Ray mask. Dudley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was
0: Daryl in a lucha mask.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, he comes back down. I'm
1: Brains. I'm Braun's brother.
0: Yeah. I'm brother. <laughs> This was this was my highlight. Well, the highlight
1: for me was Corey Graves completely selling it. Yes. What? Who is this guy? I didn't know Bronze. That man family. is massive. I didn't know Bronze Family Tree was that large. Yeah. Wow. Where? And then he takes off his glasses when he gets to the ring. <laughs> Corey oh goes, my God. "Oh my God! It's really Braun Strowman." Oh, uh, th- 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 that was. If he's not watching Bobby the Brain Heenan commentary every night before sleep, I'll eat a shoe. That he's he's copping on the brain so much, and I love every second of it. But this, yeah, this was. Dumb as a box of rocks, but my God, it was fun. Yes, it was. It was just, it was so dumb. It was so stupid, but it was, I couldn't, I was laughing. I was laughing. Of course, of course, brains Strowman,
0: One of the guys we did speculate on, which was uh, Kurt Hawkins as a potential
1: partner for Braun Strowman.
0: Yeah. Uh, Apparently they
1: got the joke too.
0: We did get a spot backstage. Right. Well, because they listen. Um that backstage there was a segment where Kurt Hawkins was saying, "Hey, what about me for your There's partner?" a shirt
1: on saying "Pick Me Bron." "Pick
0: me Bron. I want that shirt by the well, way." Well,
1: he's been he's been online. Kurt Hawkins has been online for the last couple of weeks. I think last week I actually misspoke and said Heath Slater, but I meant Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Uh but you know, Kurt has been online saying, "I want to be Bron's partner like pick me pick me." And so he finally got his moment this week on the show when he, you know, catches Braun backstage after Braun beats down the bar again and uh and goes, "So Braun, what do you think?" Can I get? I want to get my big break at WrestleMania. Can I get my big break?
0: Wham! Rams him through a uh, some some sheetrock. Throws rock.
1: him through a wall. Yeah. Throw Braun throws Kurt Hawkins through a wall and goes, "There's your big break." Just
0: brilliant. Nah, I loved it. Yeah, Every was... bit of it. I I don't know why they can't figure out what to do with Braun Strowman. I know we've talked about Samoa Joe having a program with Roman post WrestleMania. I I cannot imagine. Monday Night Raw without Braun Strowman being in that, that title picture. I guess between WrestleMania and like SummerSlam. There's yeah. got to be somewhere where he gets in there. He is might be the most over-person in WWE right See, now. See,
1: here's the thing, though, is that the problem with Braun Strowman is once you put the title on him, who takes it off of him?
0: I think that's half How does the fun? he lose it? It becomes a David and Goliath story, I mean, and you get to bring up a, an
1: underdog. But then you have another Brock situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's... It's a bit. Of, it's a tricky thing, and it's one of the reasons why you've got Braun in the freaking tag picture at WrestleMania. They didn't know where else to put him. What do you do with him? Like you've built up this guy. He's so over, and he's a monster. And there's only so much you can do with that without making him look like less or stopping his momentum or any of that. Like they're in a bit of a pickle with Braun Strowman right now, and as much fun as these segments are like there is a danger to having Braun be the comedy match, you know, and I, I, there's a part of me that thinks that the raw tag belt match at WrestleMania might be a comedy match based on who they pick for his partner. It could very easily be a comedy match, you know, if his, so there is a big danger there and, and you don't want to, you know, make him too much of a joke or a running gag you know, the brain Strowman thing and him coming out with the big double bass and singing a song like that's great. That's entertaining. But at some point you're not going to be as scared of him. You know what I mean? Like he'll still come down and beat people up, but there's only so much you can do with a monster before comedy stuff. You know, look at the big show, right? How many comedy bits was he in? And it took some of the edge off of them. Yeah. So, Yeah, they got to be careful with Braun Strowman. Uh, Something else they have to be careful of is something that happened over in the women's division. Nia and Alexa are building towards their match. And this week we got into what I'm going to say. Like, you know, they're going with the bullying angle with Alexa being Alexa and Mickey being kind of the mean girls, if you will. And Nia being the picked on kid who's now you know reliving some of these bullying moments from her childhood and, and now has an opportunity to get hers back because she's big and powerful. The issue I had this week was they went from uh, it being you know I don't like Naya. I am I'm, I'm being mean to her because she's dumb and uh, you know I can in Alexa's position they dialed like, it up a little bit they more. dialed it up they they actually went for Naya's weight specifically with blubber jokes and yeah. straight up calling her fat
0: that's where I started to get uncomfortable yeah
1: I, when it, when you, I, like I understand you want to go for the bullying thing but being so on the nose with the body shaming made it a little bit uncomfortable and it's not. I think the kind of heat that they really want to go for, like you know, there's, there's, I'm all for trying to portray bullyings somewhat accurately, but again, like with Mickey James and the the, you know, when they she had the, with the promo with her and and Alexa, where it's very much a similar thing, and it was old jokes. It was how old Mickey is at her late thirties. Give me a break. Uh, it, it, to have this same kind of thing be so in the nose with Naya, it's I think that they went a little bit too far, and I'm not, I agree. I'm not going to say that I was. I'm not offended or anything by it. I just did, it. Didn't it was tasteless. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't necessary. They didn't. That's need not why to I watched that. this show. No, it was. They were doing a good enough job showing us Alexa being mean and being a dick and being a bully without getting so on the nose. Yep. It wasn't necessary. And it just made this seem a little bit more tasteless. Either way, Naya is coming across like uh, someone you can get behind. She got big cheers uh, later on in the show. Oscar had a a tag match. Her it was bizarre. Her and Dana Brooke against Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Okay, where'd that come from? I don't know, but there it was. And there was a the big question was, oh, is Dana going to lose and thereby cost Oscar her streak? No, no. Oscar gets in, kicks everybody's ass, and uh, and wins. But then afterwards, Mickey and Alexa start beating her up, and out comes Naya for the save to a big ovation. People are behind Naya. It's you know it's working this this angle is working i just didn't like some of the the trimmings they put on it this week yeah. but overall i think it's going to get a big reaction at wrestlemania and i have some speculations about what's going to go down on it but i me too it, it, we'll we'll see we'll, we'll see what there. happens but uh, but yeah so this i i liked some of the way that they they brought this uh, program to its head before wrestlemania and i didn't like other aspects of it
0: agreed well, hey! In other news, things that didn't make the Hulu edition: uh, Bailey beats Sonya Deville, and what's going on with her and Sasha Banks?
1: Well, uh, after this match, Sasha comes down for the rescue because Absolution, of course, beats up Bailey after she pins Sonya, yep. and then uh, Sasha, you know, wants her hand raised, saying, "I got the save, raise my hand." And Bailey just socks her in the mouth. So which, all right, and they they start tussling. Obviously, they're still going with their feud. We're not going to see a match at WrestleMania. It was officially announced they're all in the in the women's battle Royale. But I have a feeling that this is going to be something that culminates at the Battle Royale. Yeah. This is going to be the main story of the Battle Royale. Is Sasha two. Sasha Bailey. That's my guess. We'll talk about that more during the pick But uh, the fact that they've built this up somewhat beforehand, I have a feeling this is going to kick off at WrestleMania. Which, frankly, if they don't have enough room for an actual match between the two of them, which they don't at this point. Yeah. This, match, this is going to be a seven-hour show. that's fine as long as they give some time to it. And then it really kicks off after WrestleMania. They've been doing a good, nice long build to it. Some great character work, but, uh, but as you said, it's, it's still kind of low on the card still, but it's, it's poised to take off.
0: Well, in other news, gold dust had a match with woken Matt Hardy and, and lost. And well, now apparently Goldust is also going to be in the Andre the Giant battle, battle memorial battle royal. Yes, the the mouth armbar, arm armbar, yeah.
1: armbar, reverse armbar. Sorry, Chris Jericho moment. Now no, here's the thing: is that I like the basic idea of Goldust and Matt Hardy cutting promos and doing videos opposite each other. Like that's fun. On one hand, it would be more fun if it wasn't if it wasn't becoming a running thing to have the weird characters interacting with Matt Hardy. Oh, Matt Hardy's a weird character. Let's get the other weird characters to play with him. He's better when he's working with someone who's normal, it, right? I mean, that would, it that makes would, it
0: stand out differentiate it, otherwise you yeah. just bring back Al Snow in the head, you know?
1: Right. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> at this point, it's, it shows that they do not completely comprehend the woken character. They don't know what to do with it. They just figure I will throw someone else weird at him because he's weird. So let's put all the weirdness in one corner. I mean, we'll have to see what happens after WrestleMania, but that, this was a little bit disappointing. Hopefully, this is just, they're just filling time here, and we'll see something else happen after WrestleMania, whether it's the repackaging of Bray or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, or if we see Bray even come out during the armbar, like a new Bray, or if they're going to wait on that for a little while. I think they should wait, personally. Me too. But, uh, and
0: I don't think we'll see him. But
1: at the same time, like, how bad would you feel for Bray if he missed his WrestleMania paycheck? Uh-huh. I don't know.
0: We'll see. I wonder how much he got paid for that uh, ultimate deletion
1: thing. I, I don't think he got paid as much. I mean, well,
0: that's not going to be a WrestleMania paycheck. He's, he's
1: got, he's got some, uh, some divorce bills to pay for right now. Yeah. So he needs, <laughs> he, needs that, he needs all the money he can get.
0: At least JoJo's still working. Hello. Hey, okay. Moving, right, moving on. on uh, last but certainly not least, Elias uh, absolutely destroys Heath Slater. But we have no idea if either of them have any plans for WrestleMania.
1: Well, I, Slater is in the arm bar. And so is Rhino.
0: And I think Elias might be one of those surprise sneak-ins. Well, sneak ins. I, I, have a, I, I think
1: I know what Elias is going to be doing at WrestleMania. Okay. I, I don't think he's going to be in the armbar. I think they're going to have a special spot just for Elias, based on what they've been doing with Elias recently. I think there's a real good spot for Elias uh, at WrestleMania. But we'll get into that again when we get to our WrestleMania picks.
0: Well, we can't get to those just yet, because we've still got to talk about what happened on the go-home show for SmackDown Live.
1: The so over on SmackDown Live, we had the go-home show of all of the shows for WrestleMania. The more, the more home than Raw edition of SmackDown Live this week. And as you would imagine, it was basically another commercial for WrestleMania. Nothing really got any more advanced. It was just kind of, hey, remember all these matches? They're all happening at WrestleMania. Great. Well, one of the matches we were reminded that's happening, and one of the things that they started off with kind of putting the cap on yep. was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are now officially on the same page. They hugged it out. They put their differences aside and they said, we are ready to take on Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn. And sure enough, later in the show, Kevin Owens and Sammy even came out very guerrilla style out of the audience, jumped up on the announce table and cut some scathing, brilliant promos on the top of the, the announcer's desk saying how they were going to take apart Shane and Daniel, how they've been done wrong. Calling out family, calling out Daniel's new kid, woof, uh, good stuff, Birdie. Uh, but then it ended with them running away through the crowd, and uh, Shane and Daniel coming out to mock them from the other side of the arena. So this ended basically in a stare down and a, and a, and a talk off between all these guys after the months and months and months of story. I, to be honest with you, kind of a bit of a limp ending. Oh, to, I loved this. To, to how, but to, given how much weight this storyline has had over the last i mean most of the year like yeah. months and months and months wouldn't you think they would have this could have been built better and paid off better
0: i think there was so much distraction going around all of the the build for all of these matches that we've had over the last few months you know throwing corbin and Ziggler into the mix and aj involving aj styles and <laughs> all that stuff we've hated for the last few months I think this was the nice way to culminate because this is really what the feud has been about the entire time. Has it? it? Has, I think so. Yeah. It hasn't been about Sammy. And, I mean, it hasn't been about AJ Styles. It hasn't been about Corbin and Ziggler. It's been about the this foursome getting at each other. And I'm glad they didn't bring any of the other ones out. I'm glad it was just settling on the four of these guys and what's going to happen. And I liked the na 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 mocking at the end yeah, as hey, if hey, they goodbye. were going to be gone. Uh, after WrestleMania, so I I dug this. I limp is a strong word, but at the same time, it's I it, it didn't deliver anything other than that promo segment we got on the announce table. But I liked how this ended in the crowd, getting the crowd involved. Hey, get your phones out! This is going to be a historic yeah.
1: moment. Take the last picture of Kevin and Sammy on SmackDown. Bingo. Yeah. Th- th- hey, again, I thought that the promos here were great. So Sammy Zayn in particular delivered possibly his best heel promo of all time. He killed it. Tailed as a heel on this show. My point is, is that after the extended amount of time, this like all the different back and forth. Daniel, whose who side is Daniel Bryan on? He's kind of in between all of this. There was a lot of things they never committed to. On this, and as far as storytelling, it was not good storytelling, partially because one of the things they do a lot in WWE is keep their options open, yeah right, and this is one angle where i 'll forgive that because you didn 't know if Daniel Bryan was be get, was going to get cleared and could come back, so you didn 't know you had to keep your options open, but the problem was is that muddied all the storylines, so we, we didn 't really have any kind of solid build to anything there's no emotional build really. That, that feels as satisfying as it could have had they made strong decisions and strong movements in terms of story. That being said, this should be a fun match. I just don't feel the stakes as much as I wish I could. I agree with that. I agree with that.
0: Uh, well, speaking of stakes, we have a dream match on our hands that uh, about a year ago when he was called up and brought on and had that terrible run with Ziggler, uh, before he had the terrible one, run, run with Gender Mahal. We're finally getting the AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura match, and the last couple of weeks building to that match have been a lot of fun.
1: They have been, and and as we've said, this is the most invested and the the best Shinsuke has looked since he's come to the main roster. And I do partially blame that for the people they put him with, yeah. whether it be you know Corbin, as you said, Gender or 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 Ziggler. Uh, part of that is, you know, they haven't given him, uh, storylines that have been compelling. They've just kind of thrown him at guys and then expected something to shine through. And that's not really fair to anybody. Like obviously the best performers will make gold out of anything like AJ, but in Shinsuke's case, I think they put him at a disadvantage. Uh, and I've been hearing a lot of the more casual people who who, watch, who don't watch New Japan and don't don't know the history of Shinsuke Nakamura, they're not impressed with him. They're kind of over him on the main roster. A lot of the fans are turning on him, and I think this is a good opportunity for him to get some of that luster back is to be in a program with AJ, and some of the things we're seeing him do now are way more interesting and and way more engaging.
0: Couldn't you say that about anybody that you slot in with AJ Styles, though? Uh, is this more of AJ or is this more Shinsuke?
1: I think this is Shinsuke's problem, and I, I think that it's good. That, but here's the thing: Shinsuke is doing work when AJ's not even around. That's that building the storyline. that's just him. It's just his performances, the, his his mannerisms, and the little looks he gives. Every, all the nuances of of his performance on this build are way better than he's been since he's come to the main roster. You know what I mean? It yeah. he looks like he's more clear on what he's trying to get across. And this week we had a tag match with Shinsuke and AJ versus uh, Shelton, Benjamin, and uh, Chad Gable, which was, as you'd expect, a very fun match with these guys really being great workers and everyone looking great in any combination in the ring together. A lot of fun. Of course, AJ and Shinsuke pick up the win, of but course. there's a lot of them looking at each other in tension and, you know, AJ gets his, his, uh, his phenomenal forearm off, like standing right next to Nakamura, staring him down before jumping on the ropes and, and taking flight. Some really good character work here. The problem is, is that there's nothing really beyond they're playing mind games with each other to this feud. You have to be invested in both of these guys to care about this match. And again, my problem is because of the way that Nakamura has been dealt with on the main roster, they've kind of taken the luster off of them. They're going to have to go into WrestleMania and burn Barnes down to get a lot of these people back. Yeah, And they, you know, there's no room for error as far as they're concerned at WrestleMania. They have to have the match of the show. Otherwise, Nakamura is in a lot of trouble.
0: Well, you know who's in a lot of trouble as well? Charlotte Flair. You and think? Yeah, I think so. Because she's got a match coming up at WrestleMania with Asuka. But before we get to that, she had to kind of finish off this. Natty has felt like she's deserved a match. She was cut in line, all that stuff. And she felt she needed her her comeuppance again from a rematch, I guess, if you will. She needed her second opportunity. She deserved it, whatever the language was. So she had a match tonight with Charlotte
1: Flair. A long one. And frankly, I I think that Natty is vastly underrated in terms of a technical wrestler. Every time she gets together with Charlotte, they have a great match. And this was no different. This was a very snug, very technical, fun-to-watch match. And I am a little bummed that it uh, it didn't have a finish. It was actually broken up at the end by Carmella, who came and faked a cash-in again. Which also... Worried me because anytime that they kind of overplay their, like, Hey, remember, remember Carmela's got the briefcase. Carm-. Anytime they do that, we're heading for some sort of swerve, but
0: we weren't done there because then all of a sudden Oscar's music drops and Oscar shows up to taunt Charlotte on SmackDown live. Yeah.
1: Charlotte gets rid of Natty, gets rid of uh, Carmela standing in the ring. And then Oscar comes out to have the classic stare down between the two of them. Uh, yeah, I at this point I think the only thing to take away from this is Natty will be in the women's battle royale. Okay, Charlotte's going to be facing Asuka, and Carmella's running around thinking she's going to cash in. That's what they're telling us. Yep. And at this point, I am I'm so ready for Charlotte and Asuka. So ready for it. I am wondering what they're going to do with Carmella because they haven't done anything with her. In so long, they were re- obviously really high on her at first. Well, I mean, they gave her the briefcase and they gave her a lot of matches when she first came up. What has she done lately? You know, can- will she cash in at WrestleMania? And if she does, will it be? Will she actually win the belt, or will this be a-, a-, a number two failed cash in this year?
0: Getting rid of Ellsworth, in my opinion, was the biggest mistake on for her that they've made all year. She was on such a roll with him as the sidekick and pet, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it was. I think the minute he left, people lost interest. She had
1: nothing to do after yep. that. You know what I mean? You know, whatever. Whatever it was, like a backstage segment, it was a little bit between her and Ellsworth, and they found a lot of fun, interesting things to do. Whether it was the dog leash or Ellsworth dressing like her, it was a lot of fun. But right now, she feels a little bit adrift, and I am worried because if she inserts herself at WrestleMania into either of the women's matches, because keep in mind, she could conceivably go into the Raw women's match too. And 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 cash in over there, yeah. If she inserts herself into either one of these matches, I think it could really actually screw up these matches. Both which matches I want to see be clean matches. I don't at this point. I don't want to see Carmella cash in. So I'm and the fact that they're showing so much that she's going to makes me worried that they're trying to tell us she's going to cash in. She's going to cash in. She's going to cash in on SmackDown. And then pop, she pops up over on Raw or something like that. So. Or, or they're
0: just going to swerve the shit out of us and it's, you know, whatever. <sighs> I don't know what to expect out of this match at WrestleMania. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think both the Raw Women's Championship match and the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match are going to be a maelstrom of turmoil. They're, I don't think they're going to finish properly, cleanly, without interference of some... Whether or not Carmela cashes in on one or the other, I don't really know. But I don't think either of those matches are going to be clean. Clean, really?
1: Yes. Oh man. Well, when we get to our picks, we'll have to define that a little bit more clearly, sir. And speaking of define clearly, over in the U.S. title division, we've got uh, we had a match between Rusev and Jinder Mahal this year, this week. Finally, by the way, finally we had a match where Rusev worked as a face. He was working as the good guy against Mahal, who. Everyone's a face against Well, hang much. on.
0: I, I I gotta I gotta give props to Aiden English. That dude nailed it. Oh yeah. Coming he, out he following Samir
1: Singh. Samir Singh, who also nailed it by the way. No, they, he, both of the, he was out of tune. You're was, a
0: musician. He didn't it. He Nick, was off
1: beat. Nick, he was off pitch. Do I need to explain what a heel is to you? Of course he was off pitch. Of course he sounded terrible. If he had sounded perfect, he wouldn't have been a heel. You'd have been like, well, he sounded pretty good. It's oh, almost it's like I've good.
0: never watched wrestling before. It's
1: almost like that, sir. <laughs> it's all real to you, isn't it? Oh, it's real stuff. Okay, so Samir Singh comes out and sings an entrance to Gender, which, as I said, was brilliant heel stuff. And Jinder comes out. And then, of course, as you said, Aiden English comes out and absolutely slays an entrance for Rusev, who comes out to a massive ovation. Chance of Rusev Day gets in the ring. Total face against Jinder Mahal. They had a decent match with Bobby Roode on commentary. And, of course, at the end, after Rusev gets a nice victory, we had Randy Orton freaking... I mean, there's the whole idea of out of nowhere for his RKO's. This was out of nowhere.
0: This was like you came through a portal. Uh, it like <laughs> I don't even know how you got to the, the audience. Like, didn't even know. Were you under the ring and you somehow popped in there? Because all I saw, and props to Kevin Dunn and the camera team for really nailing this, oh God. and nobody selling it. But, I mean, he literally just, in half of a second, came flying on his back into the side of my screen and grabbed his head and they flopped into an RKO. I just... Oh my God!
1: It was and, it was a they're doing a very good job of really getting the out of nowhere for the RKO out of nowhere aspect. Yeah. It's they're 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 getting it more and more. The interesting thing about this whole thing was Jinder and Rusev get KO'd, and you've got at the end of this all Randy and Bobby staring at each other across the ring. Uh, Bobby of course handing the belt to Randy and kind of holding on to it a little bit too long. Yeah, the tension between the two of them. I don't know if they're trying to tell us something here. If this feud is really about the two of them, which is kind of how it started, and you know, then gender was the pot stirrer. It's the way I think it should Rusev be, Rusev got slammed into this because it's Rusev, and he's selling a ton of merch. And the rumor was he was unhappy and, and threatening to ask for his release, and so they they put him into this. It's the rumor. Uh, I think Mike Johnson from PWI reported it, but he admitted he didn't have a second source on it. So it's a rumor. It's not a confirmed fact. But it wouldn't surprise me. Rusev was being very disgruntled on social media for a while. And he deserved to be in a WrestleMania spot this year, considering the dude sold them millions of dollars worth of merch just on one gimmick.
0: Did you hear the the crowd yell Rusev Day when Aiden was singing at the end of his oh. intro song? That whole place exploded in one big Rusev I'm day.
1: calling it right now that the Rusev Day chants when Rusev comes out at WrestleMania are going to be deafening. Yeah deafening. He's the only exciting thing. The only electrifying thing about this whole program. This program was the least exciting one going into WrestleMania until they injected Rusev into it. And, and again, we'll get into this in our picks. Yes. But the fact of the matter is if there's anyone who deserves this spotlight more than anyone else, it's Rusev. This would have been, I was actually talking to Larson from the Steven Larson going in raw podcast. And we agreed This match should have been on the pre-show and the cruiserweight match, which is slated for the pre-show should have been on the main show until Rusev got put into this. The only reason it wasn't was because it's Randy Orton and Randy Orton doesn't go on the pre-show. Correct. Uh, So that was the only reason it was on the main show. Now that Rusev's in it, I'm even, I, I understand the whole Randy Orton thing, but now I'm like, okay, this is now a main show match. I agree now. It's a main show match.
0: And Aiden English gets to sing in at WrestleMania in front of 100,000 people. That's going to be incredible.
1: Yes. Your mm. boy Aiden English gets to sing. Yeah, yeah. Aiden! Be, it will be, Aiden! Aiden! I love him. Anyway, it's going to be... It's Now I'm excited for this match at WrestleMania is the bottom line. I'm just worried it's going to come down to being rude and, and Randy again, which is one of the lesser aspects of it to me
0: yeah well hey we got to get to those picks so let's talk about the last couple of things that went down here uh usos and new day had a backstage well the new day were doing a good commercial
1: they were doing a straight-up commercial
0: pulling laptops and tablets out of their pants and Said, oh, uh, hey
1: you know what you can watch wrestlemania on you can watch it on your phone you can watch it on your tablet you can watch it on your computer wrestlemania yay they were shilling they were shilling wrestlemania and then the usos came in and shilled WrestleMania too, and then for no apparent logical reason, the Bludgeon Brothers just walk up slowly behind him. There's no tension. There's no action. They just walk up. Usos and New Day go running, and the the Bludgeons, I guess, smash the camera sort of thing. This was awful. This was this is was my most anticipated match at WrestleMania. I thought this was going to be a slobber knocker, a j- blow out the doors. I thought this was this was another one like the IC uh, match where I thought this was going to steal the show. They took all the wind out of my sails on this. Yeah. There, there was such a good build for this. There was such heat. And this was just kiddie stuff. This was terrible. Terrible. They turned this feud into a commercial, a bad commercial. I, I was very disappointed by this. Yeah.
0: Last to finish up SmackDown Live, uh, we ended up having out of nowhere a four on four battle tag preview. I guess is what this it was. was a right? ta-
1: it was a tag match four on four, and it was basically, as you said, just a preview for the armbar for the for the battle royale. It was a bunch of the like, guys. Hey, who-
0: look, we can throw them over the top
1: rope. Yeah, a bunch of people going over the top rope. You had Fandango. Oh, sorry, Fandango. Yes, Nick, you thank happy you. now? And thank Tyler Breeze uh, and and Ty Dillinger and Zach Ryder on one team. You had Baron Corbin, Mojo, Raleigh. Dolph Ziggler and Primo Primo where Cologne? Yeah. Primo. Where'd he come from? That's I don't know. Out of nowhere. But you know, this is Smackdown, the land of opportunity. And, and even people like Primo will have the opportunity to get thrown over the top rope at WrestleMania on the pre-show. Congratulations. (laughs) This was just a, this was just a commercial for the arm bar nothing really to see here they had baron corbin win the whole thing so we could go out and say i'm going to get it for the second time in a row which means he's not going to get it correct <laughs> <laughs> yes the idea of of reverse momentum the reverse swerve but that was, so yeah so our, corbin goes out and poses with it whoop de doo another commercial for the for the for wrestlemania on the go home show where they should be making us excited for things. And all this was, was a reminder that it existed. I'm not any more excited. I'm not sitting here going, Ooh, Corbin might win it for two times. I'm like, okay, these guys are all on the match. Great. Let's just, let's just go. Let's just get WrestleMania right now. There's nothing more to say. A lot of these feuds, we've said this on our show. A lot of these feuds were ready to go three or four weeks ago. And they haven't done anything more there in the last three or four weeks. They haven't done to build anything to build. I'm sorry. I am so pissed off by this that I'm (laughs) losing my words. They have not done an effective job of taking a lot of these feuds and building them to a white hot boil so that we are excited for them for WrestleMania. And a lot of the go home aspects of their shows this week were weak commercials. They were not scintillating moments where we say, my God, I can't wait to see that match. They were limp little things where we kind of go, oh, right, that match is happening. Oh, right, that match is happening. I don't feel any more excited for WrestleMania now than I did three weeks ago. A month ago, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, before we get to our WrestleMania picks, which we're going to be doing here next, I wanted to say something because uh, it was about this time a year ago that I think you and I were first starting to talk about potentially doing this show. And I know we didn't do one for WrestleMania last year, but shortly thereafter, I believe it was the beginning of May, so about a month from now, we'll we'll have our one-year anniversary. But this is pretty special for me because it's almost the end, the full culmination of a year of doing this show with you. So I wanted to say thank you. I'm looking Aww. forward to WrestleMania on Sunday. I can't wait to... 13 matches and seven hours of pro wrestling entertainment. My God. Um, and then we're going to have a blast doing the recap show next week where we get to see the outcomes of all of this. So I just wanted to say thank you for doing this show with me. It's been an amazing year, and I can't wait to see what we do for the next year.
1: Well, thank you very much, Nick. It has been a pleasure to to do this show with you as well, and I'm looking forward to all the adventures we get into in the coming year, as it may be. Yes. Uh, but that being said, we do have WrestleMania this weekend. We have the biggest day of the wrestling year and our first WrestleMania yes! as a podcast. Yes! And we're doing it right by having a competition with two other wrestling podcasts. And we're going to have to run down our pick so that we can throw our hats in the ring here. So let's get to it, Nick, and talk about the WrestleMania pick
0: Well, it's time, folks. It is time. But before we get to our actual picks, we want to kind of go over in a little bit more detail what we kind of glanced at at the beginning of the show with the competition between going in Raw and the other competition with the Take Two podcast, not to mention our own personal contest between our two picks. Yeah, but
1: how is it basically how this is going to work? Yeah. You know, we had an online poll on our Facebook page as far as what the the kind of the punishment was for the losers and what the prize was for the winners. Uh, We had a poll up uh, that's that basically we had a bunch of options and people could add their own options. And the one that got the most uh, votes was that uh, the podcast basically the winning podcast uh, gets to be on the other podcast. Actually, I think what we had up there was the loser goes on the winner's show. And unfortunately we realized that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in terms of uh, you know, the, the benefit for the show that, that is getting the win. Yeah. So we're, that's the one that won was that there's going to be an appearance on the other show. That concept won. it's just, we're going to, we're going to kind of tweak what exactly that means to make it more beneficial to the winning show. And sure. that is basically that the winning show gets to have a plug on the losing show. They get to run down the losing show and say how great their podcast is. That's more of a, a prize the winning show for winning is to get a, a plug on someone else's show airtime on someone else's show rather than focusing on the losers correct yeah. so uh, yeah so i think so that's basically what we're playing for here we're playing for airtime on someone else's show and vice versa uh it could be that we could lose to both these other podcasts i mean that won't happen but it could be. of course let's say theoretically we lose to the other two podcasts well then we're gonna have probably let's say for the sake of argument like about a two minute Bit from the other shows on our show, so we could have have like as much as four minutes of other shows running us down on our own show. So, yeah, this is a big, you know, a bit of a bit of a deal we got ourselves into here, Nick. I so say, yeah,
0: let's go over each of them. So, take two, guys. Uh, we are just doing straight up pick'ems with you guys uh, as far as who gets the most points. And if we end up in a tie that can be something
1: that we can go back on and figure out what breaks that tie. Sure, absolutely. Whether it's we, you know, we'll figure something else yeah. out with the tie. I don't I think it's a long shot that we're going to have a tie with with a WrestleMania this crazy. Yeah. Uh this all over the place, who knows. Uh, and, and, this, to,
0: and to be perfectly clear, this is whichever of us gets the most points will be our winning card that we correct. put forward, right? Our winner it's between not the a, two of us. It's our, not a combination of our points or anything. No, because
1: yeah. we, you and I are not going to agree. No, we are not. It's whoever, whichever <laughs> one of us gets more right, that is the winner. The winner of our show goes on to face the other shows, yeah. either their winner or their, uh, you know, if they have a combined pick, then sure. that, then that number. Uh, as far as going in Raw, they have their own system over on going in Raw, which is what they call confidence points. And that's where they're uh, they given a number from one to however many matches are on the show. In this case at WrestleMania, it's 13 matches. So there's a number between one and 13. And each match gets assigned one of those numbers, one being obviously the least points, 13 being the most points. And it's based on how confident you are. In your pick, so for instance, you could only use the number three one time, but you only get three points once. But that means you've got you have to basically pick which ones you're more confident in. And I can tell you right now, from having to do this myself, there's about six or seven matches that have way more points than I'd like to allot them because <laughs> I am not sure. There's a lot of coin flips. There's a lot of possibilities for swerves. There's a lot of build, uh, possibilities for people going different directions uh, after WrestleMania. There could be a shakeup after WrestleMania and based on that, there's so much information we don't have and WWE to their credit is doing a really good job of keeping a lot of stuff close to the vest. We don't know if there's going to be people coming back surprise appearances. We don't know what they have in store in terms of upcoming feuds and plot lines and wrestlers going to different brands. This WrestleMania in my memory is one of the least predictable WrestleManias I can think of in terms of overall matches. This is going to be a knockdown, drag out fight between us and these two podcasts. And Nick, I don't know about you, but personally, I feel a little bit like Seth Rollins right now. I feel a little underappreciated, but I feel like we've got some talent. I feel like Take-Two is kind of like The Miz. They like to run their mouth. They like to make a big deal out of how good they are. But at the end of the day, we'll see exactly how good they are. And frankly, going in Raw, I can't think of a better comparison for them than Brock Lesnar, a big powerhouse who's been dominating for a long time. And you know what? We're just the person to come along and cut them down to size. That's what I think. Wait, did, did you just compare us to Roman Reigns? No, I compared us to Seth Rollins. Oh, but yeah, but we're, we're Roman gonna Reigns that we are going to... sneak in a victory.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, boy. All right. Well, hey, without further ado, let's get right into it.
1: All right. So we're going to start off at the what we know is going to happen, which is going to be the pre-show. We'll start with the pre-show. We know that the two battle royales and the cruiserweight match are going to be on the pre-show. So let's start right off the bat. All false confidence aside, let's start with the men's Royal Rumble, the arm bar. Let's start with the arm bar. Who do you have, Nick? This is this is a crazy one because we're going to have, what, 20, 30 guys in this?
0: Uh, at least, if not more. And we're going to have people from NXT. We're going to have potential legends that are going to make appearances, all kinds of stuff going on. But one of the guys that I have been wanting to pick for this that has been somewhat absent lately, but I think is going to sneak up and take it. Is Elias?
1: Ooh. I think
0: Elias is going to sneak in as an entrant into this, even though he's not currently on the list for the armbar. And frankly, this is why in my uh, confidence points I have this fairly low down on the scale because <laughs> I'm taking a flyer. And I think Elias is going to sneak in and win the armbar.
1: All right, interesting choice. And what number have you assigned to this match? As far as your confidence points are for our going in raw competition. What, uh, what's are your confident points for this match Two, two. Yes. All right. Well, I, I, I've got to say, I went a bit of a different direction on this and I'm kind of, this is my shoot the moon match. Okay. This is the one where I am. I'm spending a lot of points early on a total out of left field pick. Okay. This is, this is me shooting the moon big time off the bat
0: so let's let's define what are your confidence points that you're assigning
1: to this before you name who you think is gonna win it i'm I'm going crazy, and I'm going to assign a whopping six points. whoa, six points to this match off the top. This may be the dumbest thing I'm gonna do all day, <laughs> but we're just getting started, so who knows? i'm just
0: I'm wringing my hands already, guys. <laughs> this is gonna I'm be gonna good.
1: say. Be, uh, and, and there's going to be. Here's the thing. I'm also thinking about the Monday night, the Monday night Raw after WrestleMania, where yeah. you see tons of call ups and people coming back and all kinds of surprises and crazy stuff happens. There's going to be some they're going to do at WrestleMania. And I think this makes the most sense in terms of what the arm bar is, which is a way for people in the lower and mid card to get a push. And usually they're big, strong guys. And who else is a big, strong guy who recently got cleared to come back but Big Cass? Interesting. I am putting six points on Big Cass coming out of nowhere, being a surprise late entrance into this and taking the whole thing. Holy smokes. I didn't see that coming. As I said, shooting the moon, doing Woof. something dumb right off the top.
0: Oh, man. Well, let's move over and talk about the Women's Battle Royale. Um, I'm going to let you go first this time. Yeah, this Who is, have you got?
1: Who, this is one that I, I'm not shooting the moon twice, man. I'm only given two confidence points on this one uh, because I, I think this seems to be the way that they're leading, but oh man there's a lot of women who knows they could have an NXT call up win this there's a lot of people who get who could get this but I think the concentration on the Sasha Bailey angle is going to pay off in the women's battle royale I think it's going to come down to Sasha and Bailey at the end and Sasha's going to complete the betrayal by tossing Bailey at the end of this match and that's going to be the fuel for their feud going forward is Sasha winning this and having that over Bailey's head gotcha. I think Sasha is taking the women's battle royale
0: and how many confidence points did you assume- sign to Sasha winning this as I match. said
1: two. 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 not very confident but uh, what about you sir who are you having
0: oh well I'm gonna say first of all that I'm taking a flyer again on this one because these are my least confident matches was the battle royales I'm assigning this one a point value of one <laughs> and I'm gonna say that Ruby
1: riot was the women's battle royale it's a good thing you put a one on there my yes. friend yikes Ruby riot yep wow That is, that is indeed going out on a limb, Yes, a limb, a long, scary limb. Well, next up, we've got the cruiserweight championship also on the pre-show. Who do you have for this one?
0: Uh, I, well, it's not very much to talk about here. I think it is his time after the last year. I think it's a belt that should have been put on him a year ago. Uh, I'm going Cedric Alexander Mm -hmm. for
1: sure. Your hometown boy. And
0: my hometown boy, and I'm betting big.
1: Oh, my goodness. I'm betting big on hometown
0: boy with 11 points. Whoa. Eleven points. Says Cedric Alexander goodness. is your next cruiserweight
1: champion. My goodness. Oh, well, I am I am nowhere near <laughs> I am nowhere near as confident. I've only got this at a four. Okay. I've only got a four in this because they have done such a good job of making us think that either guys could take this. And I, I'm not as confident because while I would love to see Cedric win. And I think that there's there's that little voice in my head that's telling me they've been giving Ali too much. Uh, they've been giving him all the pins. They've been giving him the good looks, and that's like a counter swerve. It might be. They're reeling us in. Yep. But I think that's also... I, and the other part of me and the, the bigger part of me thinks that's their way of giving him a little bit more shine so that when Ali wins the belt it makes more sense to us because he was the more kind of dominant guy of the two. I think he's the one that's shown more personality. I think the one, he's the one that's given, been given more backstory. And as much fire as they've given Cedric, I don't think he really has been shown to have that cruiserweight champion, uh, champion's attitude yet, or, or something, his presence. I don't know. And again, I'm only giving this a four, but I am going for Mustafa Ali.
0: Okay, that could make things really interesting off the back of this. Coming up next, we've got the Intercontinental Championship with the current champion, The Miz, defending against Seth Rollins and
1: Finn Balor in a triple threat match. Oof. Who you got? This is absolutely brutal. This is, I could easily see any one of these guys winning based on how they've built this match. It's. We don't know if Miz is going to want time off with his daughter. We don't know if they're going to want to give him his his uh, longest reign ever right now, or if they're going to wait. We don't know. This is this is insane. And between Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, they easily could put it on either one of those guys. So I'm still in confusion land. So why don't you go first on this one?
0: Uh, I'm. I think because of the reasons you just laid out I'm betting that he a he does want time off with his daughter and b they don't want to pop that champagne cork just yet so with a confidence point rank of five I'm going with Seth Rollins to be the new intercontinental championship
1: I and I don't think that that as I said I don't I can see an argument for it's that. It's one
0: of those middle-ranking points oh. of confidence that I it, you could easily swap in Finn Balor but for see, me. That's the
1: problem is I am not confident in this. I only assigned this a three. Wow! But I am giving it. I also think Miss is going to want time off. If he doesn't, he's a bad dad. Yeah, I am going to say that right now. And also, I think he should get his record while tying Jericho's record of nine reigns for the for the IC belt. Agree. I think he loses it here, comes back later, and gets both accolades at the same time. That's what I am hoping they do. Uh, and I'm actually going to go for Finn Balor to pick it up here. Really? But only with a confidence point of three.
0: Oh, that's interesting, man. I, I...
1: This is going to right already. We're off the bat here. And and granted, we are in looking down my picks. We are in the, the part of the show that is the most unpredictable. Yeah. It gets to me more predictable as we go down this list. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. You know, but we're already like usually we agree on at least half of a pay-per-view. Like looking back at our pay-per-views over the last year and our picks, we usually agree on at least half of the show, and this one so far, we are all over the place. See, I think we're just getting started. Oh, we are, because <laughs> we have to go and talk about the U.S. championship yes. right now. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Rusev, Bobby Roode, and Randy Orton. Which one of these four guys do you have?
0: Uh, this one gets interesting because, again, I'm gambling. I'm gambling on the WWE universe, and I with a, a point... Assignment of nine points. Holy smokes. Nine confidence points. My God. Rusev. Really? I am picking Rusev to win the United States Championship with nine points.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, you are far more confident about this than I am, sir, because I this is another one kind of like the Intercontinental match where I could see any one of these guys picking it up, and I could give you a list of reasons why they would. Yeah. I can give you a list of reasons why Orton would retain. I can give you a list of reasons why Rude would take it, why Jinder would take it, why Rusev frankly, should take it. I, f- I hope you're right because the, the the amount of insanity that would ensue if Rusev picked up this belt at this show with the amount of propulsion and momentum that he has right now, my problem is, is I don't think the company's behind him yet. I think he got thrown into this match as kind of a last-minute afterthought, and it's just their way of kind of giving him a nod. I think that there's something else going on here. And part of me, this I am so not confident in this match because part of me thinks that this might just be the original plan of just being, you know, a, a Bobby Roode, Randy Orton feud with gender kind of thrown in. Uh, but part of me thinks that they may be going in a whole different direction. I got no clue with this one. This one for me has a confidence point of one. Whoa. One. I, man, I have no idea with this one at all. And who did you pick to win it? I picked Jinder Mahal. <laughs> what? <laughs> I picked Jinder Mahal on this one, and solely, solely because I think that the Jinder experiment is not entirely over yet. They want to get him getting booed out of the place with the, with the U.S. title held high, because imagine how much instant, like extra, he's already got heat, but nuclear heat if he pinned Rusev. Well, the whole reason that I
0: picked the way that I did was solely based on that pop that I heard on SmackDown Live sure. this week during Aiden's intro song when he paused and let everybody else say Rusev day. Right. I don't think I've heard a roar like that out of a crowd. Maybe
1: going all the way back to Seth Rollins cash. And a lot of times they do let the, the over guys win at WrestleMania or the good guys win at WrestleMania. But again, my perception is, is, is management hearing that and responding because they haven't yet with Rusev. And I think that Bobby Roode would be if I had to pick a second one behind Jinder, it'd be Bobby Roode because it's been his feud for the set, you know, going on so far. Like this has been between him and Randy. It's about them. And Jinder's just been the heater, the pot stir. So I almost think that Ginder's going to pick it up because they don't they don't want to put it on Rusev. And I, I don't know. I this was, again, a total shot in the dark. I have one confidence point on it. Bruh, let's move on. Yes. Let's talk about something we're a little bit more confident about. Let's talk about the Raw Tag Championship. Uh Braun Strowman and his mystery partner versus the bar. Who yes. do you have for this one?
0: Uh well, with I'm just gonna throw this out there. I'm sure you guys can all see this coming with a confidence point level of twelve.
1: Oh my god. I am picking god.
0: Braun Strowman and whoever else he comes out with uh to win the raw tag team championships. And I, I feel that I would be doing a disservice if I did not explain why that match was a number tw- a 12.
1: Good God.
0: Um, exactly. Because there's some other ones that could have been on there. So my thought process was kind of starting at the bottom. Am I more confident about this match or that? I have zero confidence. In in fact, if my number 13 wasn't there, this would be my top, ten, top most confident outcome. Well,
1: obviously, yeah. Because- there's
0: no way that Braun Strowman is not walking out of there with those belts as much as they've turned this this up. There's you know, just no
1: way. And it's funny because I actually picked a different pick. Oh. I actually said the bar retains. Interesting. And uh, frankly, I, I'm not as confident in it as I should be. In fact, it's a, it's a little bit higher than I actually wanted it to be, but I just <laughs> ran out of, of low confidence points uh, because I could easily see Braun picking this up with his mystery partner. The only problem is, is that then braun is in the tag division with whoever this mystery partner is and where do you go from there with storyline and i and i think they've buried the tag division enough where i almost think that braun's mystery partner ends up costing him the match but he still beats the crap out of the bar eventually but they retain sure one of the other reasons i'm thinking on this and this is this is definitely like a not really a, a confidence booster but They are having what's called the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia later this month on the 27th, I believe, of April. Uh, And already they've advertised the bar as the tag champs for that. Oh, Now, obviously, cards subject to change. They did this with Starcade back in November where titles change and they changed the card. So as I said, this is not exactly that much of a confidence boost. But I could see a way where Braun still comes out looking strong even though he doesn't win the tag belts. And that, frankly, considering how much They've made the bar look like fools coming up to this. I think they need this win to establish themselves as being strong tag champs. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping that they go for. I don't know how they're going to get themselves out of this. As we've said earlier in the show, they, they're they in a bit of a corner with Braun Strowman right now. They've, they're in a bit of a pickle. And I think that to have him circling the tag division is is not really where they really is going to be his strongest position. Place. completely agree with that but it's also going to depend on who his partner is in a big way so let's really quickly uh, by the way i so i am picking the bar and uh, I with the confidence unfortunately, of uh, unfortunately I'm having to waste my seven on this. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a little, that's a higher than I wanted Woo. it to be. It's higher than I wanted it to be. But I mean, I can't exactly say that I'm more confident that Cass is going to win the arm bar. You know, right. this is, it's brutal. This is getting brutal. This is already, I'm getting the, co- the hot sweats over here, Nick. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm having my, my time. Uh, but no, it's, I'm going to have to go seven on this, but, while we're talking about it, we're also doing some prop bets on the side. Right. Uh, these are also going towards the going going in raw points. Uh, they're each worth one point. Let's talk about the first of our prop bets, and that is who's bronze partner going to be.
0: Well, I've been pretty vocal the last few weeks, and you guys know me by now at this point to ride the train off the cliff. Uh, James Ellsworth is is who I'm sticking with. Uh, I'm just I nothing else really makes sense to me right now. I could certainly see Elias. Maybe coming in, but the the feud they had with the musical instruments and stuff there for about a month straight, Just I can't get on board with that. So I'm going to stick with James Ellsworth because if you're going to make this about comedy, there's nobody else out there that would – and we talked about Ellsworth earlier, how good he was with Carmella. I think this will be great, but one of the things you just said scares me a little bit because I think you could be right that if it is Bellsworth, he's the one that ultimately ends up costing Braun the match. Exactly, and I, I've bet pretty big on Braun winning that, those tag championships, so I'm sticking with that with Ellsworth, but I've got a little bit of a hesitation now, even though I've already said it. About, You're already locked in, I'm son. already locked in. Uh, James, this is, this James Ellsworth gets my problem. You know, fight.
1: it's funny. I actually also picked Ellsworth for my partner. He's going to be in New Orleans that weekend. It's not out of the realm of possibility. They have him in for a one-off. They're not renewing his contract. They just give him a WrestleMania moment. He comes out with Braun. That is the best story. It is the best payoff to all of this. Uh, you know, as far as coming full circle with Ellsworth and Braun, uh, people wouldn't be disappointed by that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I think if it's a Bobby Lashley or a Samoa Joe, they're just too dominant. And then you're going to have to have them be in the tag division for a while. And then you're wasting two big guys. You're wasting two big guys in the tag division, which frankly they should just be busy resuscitating the tag division instead of spending this time on having two monster dudes dominate the division, especially when you have people waiting in the wings that are also monsters like for instance, AOP. So yeah, I, I personally hope i I've, I'm betting That Braun loses this, and I'm betting that he loses it because of James Ellsworth. Interesting, interesting.
0: Well, hey, let's head over to the other brand and talk about the SmackDown Tag Championship uh, between the Usos, the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Who have you got?
1: You know, on this one, this is another tough pick because I I know the company loves the Usos, and I could see them retaining here. Um, I could see them picking up a win at WrestleMania to give them a nice WrestleMania moment. But I also know that the Bludgeon Brothers are Vince's personal project that's that's who he has he's been building them up i mean it's, this it's got his hands all over this stupid gimmick he's just lucky these guys can wrestle their tails off and actually look scary but frankly i think be, because of that and i think because you need to have something else going forward on smackdown i think the bludgeons are going to take it here and i'm giving this only a confidence point of five because i i really really could see the usos pulling this out uh, but yeah, I'm gonna have to go Bludgeon Brothers.
0: I agree. Uh, I almost With almost everything you said there, that's going to be one of the few that we completely agree on is the Bludgeon Brothers, and I'm giving it a confidence point of seven.
1: That's not too surprising. Right in the middle, just like me, with all these multi-team and multi-person matches, it's, you can't be too certain because there's just so many options there. So we're going to have to get into the singles matches, and we're going to start with the Raw Women's Championship. Now Alexa Bliss. it's interesting. Here we go. Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Who do you have here, sir? You're going
0: to have to humor me for a minute because I need to break some of this down. Uh, I want to start at the end, and I'll work my way back to it. Break it down. I think Nia Jax is going to win this match on paper, but I think it's going to be via DQ, and I think Alexa Bliss is going to retain the... Raw Women's Championship
1: via DQ. Okay, so you're seeing a, reta- a retention, but with Nia Jax actually winning. Correct. And how confident are you in this?
0: Uh, not very. And because I'm taking the flyer, I'm, I'm this is my point number three. Oh my! Point.
1: Yeah, so. you know. And here's the thing: I actually I agree with your assessment. I think that Nia will win. Nia will win the match but that Alexa will retain. But I'm seeing this is where Carmella cashes in. I'm seeing this is where the swerve happens and Carmella ends up your Raw women's champion coming out of WrestleMania, uh, leaving Naya and Alexa to continue a feud and Naya to get her payment down the road, but then having Carmella on Raw as kind of a new heel women's champ. I, again, I'm not terribly confident in this <laughs> either, unfortunately, uh, but I ran out of points. So I have Naya Jacks winning this with an... <laughs> It hurts to say it, an eight. You know
0: what? That's not terrible, though, because you still get the, you think the DQ is going to happen or the cash-in is going to
1: happen. You know what? I don't care. I've got an eight on this. I just need Nia to win. Come on, big girl. Come on, big girl. I believe in you. (laughs) This is going to be my one where I'm chugging beer and just sweating like a pig watching this match. Like, come on, girl. Get that bully.
0: All right. Well, you did bring up the idea of the the Carmella cash-in. That is one of our prop bets as well. So before we get to that for me, we need to talk about the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: Yes, Charlotte versus Asuka, title versus streak. This is another one that could go either way. Do they take away Asuka's streak at WrestleMania or or does she retain and does the streak continue? And if so, then who the hell is ever going to beat
0: her? The women's matches on this card were the two most difficult for me to fantasy book and play out in my head oh, because man. i just went over the the raw one um here's what i think is going to go down in the smackdown women's championship match i think for the most part it's going to be a beautiful clean match exactly what we always want between these two we want to see the queen and the empress have a badass match and i frankly think that this could be another match that steals the show it could be um, and I think Asuka's going to beat Charlotte. Mm. So I'm calling Asuka with a confidence point of four. <laughs> you think she is, mat- but you're not sure. Because I just ran out, right? <laughs> um, I think Asuka's going to win with four points on my confidence level, but I think Carmella is going to unsuccessfully cash Interesting. in here.
1: So, so basically, what you, what we're both saying is, and this is another one of our prop bets, is will Carmella cash in at WrestleMania? We both say yes. Of course. Yes. We both say yes. I actually could see her doing it on the Monday night raw after WrestleMania. I honestly could, but I'm still going to say yes for WrestleMania,
0: but you're still going with, I'm yes, still going and, with yes. And the raw, raw in. I
1: think it might be on raw. We could both get swerved here. <laughs> this could just be a massacre, but God damn it. At least, you know, I will say this because I'm over, I'm over here already sweating. Yeah. Making these picks. Uh, and because there's so many options, they have left so many things open this year and props to WWE for giving us a pay-per-view, a, a big pay-per-view this year where it's a lot of these balls are up in the air. Yeah. I know mine are Mine <laughs> are tucked all the way back in. Cause I'm making are, these picks. Mine are
0: all the way up in my throat. Oh Good my gracious. goodness.
1: All right. Well, I, I'm going to have to uh, agree with you that Asuka's taking this, and I also ran out of numbers, and I had to give this a 10.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: I'm saying the streak continues.
0: You know what? That's not terrible, though. She's she's going to get it.
1: I don't know. I could also see them feeding her to Charlotte. I could ah, see Charlotte taking Charlotte this. Charlotte take the loss. I, yeah, I, I do see that. I see it both ways. This is what the problem is. There's nothing I'm truly confident in here until do we get to our final couple of matches. But to get there first, we got to go through another match, and that is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan and Shane. Who do you have for this one?
0: Uh if, if, because of the stipulation that it's a career match, I can't see real any other real outcome than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh coming away from this successfully. So I think it will I think this feud is going to continue
1: beyond WrestleMania. Oh Jesus, it hasn't gone on long enough.
0: Uh, I don't it hasn't been hyper focused on them with the the uncertainty of Daniel Bryan being mm. able to be in the ring. So I think now that these guys are wrestling, we could see singles action between Daniel Bryan and, and Kevin Owens.
1: Oh, oh, that'd be pretty cool.
0: Oh, I would love to see that kind of stuff. And and leave the championship out of it. It doesn't need it. It just it, This is good enough on its own. I don't want to see AJ Styles mixed up in this beyond WrestleMania or Shinsuke, whichever one uh, comes out of it victorious. But yeah, I, this hat, because of it's a career match, you can't have Shane and Daniel Bryan win this. Where are, are you really going to fire Kevin Owens
1: and Sami Zayn? No, I don't think. I mean, there's obviously other options they could do. They could go to Raw or something like that. But what? So how confident are you in this?
0: Uh, so for a confidence point on that one, I put down
1: an eight. An eight. Okay, so fairly confident, but yes. not super confident. Right. Or you just ran out of numbers.
0: I ran out of numbers.
1: I uh, I'm a little bit more confident, uh, and I also ran out of numbers <laughs> 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 because the 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 middle of this confidence point uh, pickem for me is just a massacre. Yeah, it's a massacre. Uh, this one I had to unfortunately given 11 to as far as the confidence, uh, not because I think that it's impossible that they actually get fired in a ladder match. It not because, or is it even a ladder match or just win loss?
0: No, that's the NXT match you're thinking about. right?
1: The ladder match. That was just my fantasy booking. I want it to be a ladder match, but, uh, but no, I, I, not because I don't think that you could have them lose and then have them be off SmackDown and go to raw or whatever, which I think would be not the best thing for them, frankly, but, but because of other things and here's where I shoot the moon. A second time. Okay. Here's where we go again. Now, obviously I have no points invested in my conspiracy theory here. I just have a, oh man, wouldn't it be cool if Daniel Bryan turned heel on Shane on Shane and joined with Kevin and Sammy and Daniel Bryan ends up costing Shane the match and gives Kevin and Sammy their jobs back. That's where I, that's where I think this could go. Because Daniel Bryan's back now, we got years with him. He don't need to be a face the whole time. And how, my God, how much heat would he get if he went heel right now? That could be. I mean, here's the thing: you could have a long face run with him, but how much more cool? How many more guys are there for him to fight if he's a heel? Right? Then you have especially
0: on SmackDown.
1: Especially on SmackDown. Yeah, man. Right? Oh, that's good. And conversely, if the Miz goes face. Then you have a heel Daniel Bryan. There's lots of way again, shooting the moon, Ah! shooting the freaking moon on that. (laughs) But either way, I'm saying Kevin Owen and Sammy pick up the win with a confidence point value of 11.
0: Goodness. All right. Well, now we're getting to the interesting ones. Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle facing off against Triple H and Stephanie. The the corporation novelty match. Who
1: you got? So here's the thing. So I rated this one at a confidence point level of nine. And and I rated that less than Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because there is that magical golden shovel that Triple H has hanging out in the atmosphere. And he's left himself an out because Hunter pins Kurt and then Ronda stays looking strong and she can kill Stephanie all she wants. And and you still have the authority looking strong coming out of this and being a foil for Ronda Rousey. So I do, and also Trips has lost a lot at WrestleMania of late. I could see him wanting to get a win back at yeah. WrestleMania, um, and and put himself over
0: even after Survivor Series. Yeah, everything I, that went
1: down. I could, I absolutely could. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he still looks strong there, even though Braun, you know, choked the life out of him in the corner, and that was I still my favorite images of this year. But so I really could see. Triple H picking up the win for the authority here and then having this be like a a new authority versus Ronda Rousey angle going forward where she continues to fight them going forward. But I think with everyone's eyes on WrestleMania with this being their kind of marquee mainstream match, I have a hard time believing that they are going to let Ronda lose agreed in this match. I think that. Uh, again, I've got a, only got a nine on this, uh, but I am pretty sure that Ronda and Kurt are going to pick up the win here. I just don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that, that uh, Hunter pulls out his shovel and, and takes out Kurt.
0: I fantasy booked this match in my head to death, and it was arguably the most difficult one for me to come to a conclusion on, mainly because a lot of the stuff that you just rattled off. And, and ultimately, what I came down to is they cannot have... Someone that they've spent the last two to three months, or since Royal Rumble, since the debut, all of the rumors after Christmas boiling up. We've been at this for four months now. Three months, four months, whatever. You cannot have the mainstream audience and not have Ronda Rousey come out of this victorious. It just makes... No sense to do it the other way, which frankly might be the reason why they do it. Right, just to swerve, way. just to just swerve. To, just to F and with also,
1: you know, if, if you really want to talk about that, there's really no reason that Sting should have lost his match at WrestleMania to Triple H either. So that
0: was part of my thought as well. You know what well.
1: I mean? So there's, you cannot say that it's outside of the realm of possibilities for it to happen. It's, it is, I would say almost partially, it is like quite likely, in fact. Yep. uh, but it also is really likely they give Ronda the win here. So this is why
0: this one landed dead smack in the middle at six confidence points for me. Uh, I do think Rousey and and Kurt Angle are going to pick up the win here uh, and and go over, but the main linchpin for this was twofold. One being Rousey needs some heat or needs some excitement, and I think this is Kurt getting one back after Survivor Series. I
1: really hope that you're right with that. I, I, I really do hope that that is the angle, if you will, that they take with this because that feels more like a WrestleMania moment to me than authority wins again, lol. You know, Uh, moving on, we've got to talk about the two big matches on the show. The WWE Championship is first on the block and that is Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. Nick, who you got? This one was tough. This one was very, very tough.
0: Second only to that, the one we just did with, uh, with Rousey and Angle. Uh, I picked AJ Styles to retain. I don't think Nakamura has gotten over with the WWE Universe yet. I think the hardcore Smarks are really the only ones that really understand his background. They've really been trying the last two month, two weeks or so to, uh, via commentary to try and tell the story of their, their storied past from New Japan and all. They've been fighting for 20 years. I just don't think it's working. I don't think anybody cares about Nakamura yet, and I'm including backstage. So I'm saying they have a killer match. It's going to be amazing to watch these two work in the ring together, but it, he's not ready yet. He's not ready to be the guy on the front of every piece of marketing merchandise that's out there. AJ Styles retains. And what,
1: how, what's your confidence level on this? My confidence level on this is a 10. Oof. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because mine is actually even higher than that. I've got this at a 12 I have this at a 12 that it's AJ Styles. I have it at a 12 because Styles lost at Wrestle Kingdom. He lo- he's lost to Shinsuke over in Japan. This is his get one back. And I think even between the two of them, they both understand that that's what this is. This is AJ Styles' time to get his over on Nakamura in his home country. Uh, and I also agree with a lot of what you said, where I don't think they're going to put the title on Nakamura right now because he's really not ready. He's really not at the point where he's going to be as much of a marquee personality as AJ Styles is. As we've said all year, AJ Styles should be the guy for WWE and to have a knockdown drag out match with the two of these guys at the end are, have killed each other they've had the leashes taken off of them and they've had an amazing match and they shake hands at the end of this it gets nakamura over because he had an amazing match with aj styles and of course it makes aj styles even more of a superstar than he already is i cannot see anyone but aj styles winning this one
0: well there you have it folks there's our wrestlemania pick whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. oh nick nick we still
1: what? have one more match we got to talk about oh what about the Universal Championship match. We got oh. Roman versus Brock Lesnar.
0: All right, fine. You want to talk about? Yeah, let's it? talk about. One, it. two, three. three Roman, Roman at, at 13. thirteen. Okay, great. Right, moving That's on. That's
1: done. Moving on. We have a couple of prop bets we got to talk about. Okay, uh, still to talk about. Obviously, the big one: Cena and the Undertaker. What's going to happen here? Uh, is a match between Cena and Undertaker actually going to happen? This is a one point prop bet. Yes or no, Nick? No. No, you do not think a match is I, happening. I
0: do not think it's going to happen.
1: Okay. Uh, will there be any? I mean, you've said no on a match. Do you think there will be a confrontation at all?
0: Um, I'll say this. If, if I'm wrong and there is a match, I think The Undertaker beats John Cena. I'll okay. say that. I'll put that out there. Yeah,
1: I, you know what? I will agree with that as well. I don't think that was on our prop bets as who win the ma- wins the match. It's, I think it's between you and me, but I don't know if we have that on our list for going in Raw. But yes, if there is a match, I agree. Taker picks up the win uh, over John Cena. John Cena gets what's coming to him for calling him out for yep. all of this time. Uh, that being said, I did say there will be a match. Um, although, you know, here's the thing. It's hard to say it's going to be a match. How do you get to it? here's the thing the reason i think the taker will be at wrestlemania is because you got kid rock and i think that you've got kid rock coming and playing out biker taker to the ring
0: oh no you
1: know what i mean i oh
0: that's going to be worse than the Braun and roman match
1: i think that's a terrible idea oh no but i think that i mean kid the reason kid rock is in the hall of fame is because he played metallica to undertaker's entrance that's the reason he's in the hall of fame Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not because he's a a six foot tall pile of human excrement, which is what he actually is. He's in the hall of fame because he played a Metallica song to an undertaker entrance. Sure. So I can see undertaker coming out on the bike to kid with, with kid rock playing him in. And by the way, this is where I think Elias fits in. Mm. I think it starts with Elias in the ring or he shit kid rock. Somehow they have some interaction and then kid rock ends up playing out undertaker. So I, I, either way, I think Elias and kid rock have some sort of interaction And I also think Kid Rock's going to be involved with Undertaker somehow. That's my speculation. But as far as the prop bet, I do think that there will be physicality between Cena and Undertaker. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yes, there is a quote unquote, "Mm, this is tough. Does a bell ring. Does a bell ring. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm getting stuck on. Is is it going to be a quote WrestleMania moment or is it going to be a match. So
0: you asked me if I thought there was
1: going to be, be a, a match, match yeah. between Cena and, and Undertaker no. and I
0: say no. I'm not ruling out the, an appearance right. or an interaction Exactly. You said sort.
1: no to a match. I,
0: I don't think there will be a bell rung. Whether mm. or not they get their finishers off on each other in a spot that's that's completely different. Uh, if there is, I don't think there's going to be a bell rung match period.
1: You know, and this is funny. I wrote down something else but after we've talked about it, yeah, I don't think there's going to be an actual ding I don't match. I think time for it. That's a good point too. We're going to
0: be about six hours in. Well, it's
1: not. It's not like old ass taker is going to be going for a twenty minute match anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, that's. I I agree with you. I think there may be some physicality. I think there may be a tussle. I think it may be. You know, kind of like the uh, kind of like, frankly, like Rousey and Rock and and Triple H and Stephanie at WrestleMania Thirty One. Yeah, something like that, or or Stone Cold and and Mick Foley and uh, against the League of Nations at WrestleMania Thirty Two. You know, something like that. It is that's going to be the midway segment. And we get some Undertaker, but because he left his hat and his gloves in the ring, he ain't gonna be the Undertaker. It's just gonna be. Now that's why. Maybe that's why Cena couldn't call him out. I'm not gonna come out. I'm not the Undertaker anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. You called out the wrong guy. You should. You should have called out me, the American Badass, Mark Calloway, or whatever the hell it's gonna be. But I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna change my last. Second, I'm changing it. No, there will not be an Undertaker match with Cena, although there may be some physicality. Uh, And by the way, another prop bet is which version of Taker comes out if he comes out. Obviously, I have just gone on record as saying the badass, which I think is a terrible idea and I wouldn't be that excited about. But it seems just with all of the way things are lining up to be the more logical one. What do you think?
0: I think the gong and the lightning and the dead man. Uh, it's, that's, I don't, I don't see him being able to even ride a motorcycle
1: anymore. Oh, he definitely can ride a motorcycle. Okay. Oh yeah. Well,
0: it, it, down the long ramp at WrestleMania, it'd be a spectacle and I'd, I'd enjoy seeing it. But at the same time, I just, I if think
1: Undertaker cannot ride a, a motorcycle down a long ramp at WrestleMania, he shouldn't be in a WrestleMania at all. <laughs> I Nick. agree. Like, come on, at,
0: which I don't think he's going to,
1: but you know what? Here's the thing. As much as I've, I've now gone on record, I'm locked into saying the badass. Man, I hope you're right because, God, the dead man entrance is just so cool. It is. but hey, I,
0: We missed one prop bet, by the way. Oh, which one's that? Uh, the color
1: of Finn Balor's gear. Is that actually a prop bet? I think so. I'm going to go with blue. You're going to go with blue? You're just going to go with what he's been in? Yep. Okay. We'll stick I, with that. I'm just. I, I mean, short of the
0: demon, which we've got zero promotion for, and frankly, I hope we don't see. I hope we don't see the demon as well. Um, I, I, it's, I think he's been wearing blue the last couple of months and it's going to stick.
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say white. I'm okay. out, of, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Okay. You know, I mean, I've, it might be that gray outfit that he has, but if I have to get locked in on one, I'm, I'm going to say, if he comes out in that gray one now, I'm going to kill myself, but I'm going <laughs> to say white. I'm going to say white. I'm going to stick with white. And that, ladies and gentlemen, we did it is our WrestleMania picks for 2018. Dear God. What a rundown. Three uh, days. Three days from now. We shall see. You've heard it now. Take two. You've heard it now going in raw. And you've heard it now, ladies and gentlemen, of the Busted Wide Open podcast listening audience. Yes.
0: But those aren't the only picks no. for this weekend. As,
1: as, as madness as that segment we just did was, we still have more to talk about. Nick, there is
0: another pay-per-view happening the night before WrestleMania. And this
1: whole week was a ton of, res- of wrestling shows that we have to talk about as well. So there's plenty more to talk about over in the wide world of wrestling.
0: Well, starting things off over in NXT, uh, we did have a go-home show for NXT this week with a few matches that we want to hit on and go over really quick before we get into the breakdown of what's going to happen at NXT TakeOver this Saturday.
1: Yeah, a couple of matches and then also a ton of promo videos, some of oh, which yeah. were some of which were fan-freaking-tastic. The Johnny Gargano Ciampa one gave me goosebumps. The six-man ladder man, which I was sitting next to when we watched it, and I showed you my arm, and I actually had goosebumps during the six-man ladder match. Uh, promo. I was just, uh, yes, please. But we do have to talk about the matches that did occur on NXT. The first one, of course, being the ostensibly the finals match for the Dusty Classic, which had a, unsurprisingly, a dusty finish. Yes. Uh, AOP versus Dunn and Strong in a very nice slobber knockery match. It was a ton of fun. And then at the end, Undisputed error comes out, or rather Adam Cole and uh, Bobby and Bobby Fish is on the sidelines now. they officially announced that he was, so Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole jumped in, jumped both teams. We had a double DQ, and Regal came out to say, "Oh guys, you want to interfere? Cool. Now it's a triple threat match. and then takeover. they complained about it as they if did. they
0: didn't go in and interfere with the match <laughs> in the first place. their heels Nick Listen, I this know. this is how heels I know. work
1: Nick. I know. Yeah, it's kind of like the Sing brother.
0: By the way, Roderick Strong is smaller than the Dusty Rhodes Classic Trophy. Did you notice this? He is. How is he
1: going to get that in his trailer? Well, he's strong. Oh. Oh, it's his trailer. (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) All right. Well, the thing is, we now have a triple threat match at TakeOver between these three teams. The winner will pick up the tag team. It's basically kind of like Undisputed Era had it stripped from them because of Fish's injury. So now they're just another team Winning the because you'll now you'll be the winner of the Dusty Classic and the new tag champs yep. if you win this. Yeah. So that's an that's an interesting twist to have. I have to say. Uh, in addition, we also had a match between Kyrie Sane and Vanessa Bourne. Kyrie's new entrance music sucks. Bring back the old Final Fantasy sounding stuff. This new one with the yo hos yo hos is is terrible. It's dumb. It's almost as bad as Vanessa Bourne's wrestling. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah. So this this was a match to remind us that Kyrie Sane existed. Yeah. Uh, and that she might at some point want to go for the title, but that later on we had a promo from Lacey Evans, who is uh, has a great new heel character that she's put on uh, and she kind of called out Kyrie Saint a little bit too. So they, that might have be a feud before they get to the championship picture down the line. We'll see. But bottom line is, we're not seeing these women at TakeOver. This was just a way to remind us that they existed.
0: No, a six-foot blonde bombshell that can actually wrestle. I'm, I'm all in on Lacey Evans at this point. I think she she might have a rocket strapped to her back.
1: She's she, been putting it on. She should. As she should, I, I could see her going a long way. Yep.
0: Well, if there was anything I was anticipating more than WrestleMania this week, that's a lie. I wasn't anticipating this more than <laughs> Lars Sullivan and Killian Dain finally got hands on each other. And oh, and elbows
1: goodness. and legs and oh, these were a couple of big, big boys going at it in the ring. It, was, it pretty much delivered what we thought it would, was two big boys slapping the crap out of each other. And then some. And then some. And it, it ended with the two of them falling off the top turnbuckle onto the outside apron and onto the ground. And then things got interesting. I, I got to say, I wish I had seen a conclusive end of this match on one hand. But on the other hand, I wasn't mad at what happened next. And that was one by one, every other competitor in the North American Championship six-man ladder match came out to the ring and all stared each other down. One by one, Velveteen Dream out first, followed by Adam Cole, Bebe, followed by EC3, followed by the first time we've seen him on NXT TV. And he even got his entrance music. Out came our boy. The two-time PWG champ himself, Ricochet, Ricochet, got to run into the ring, do a moonsault backwards off the middle rope, land in the ring in a hero pose, and they all stared each other down. And that was how NXT went off the air. I was so hyped
0: about the Sullivan-Killian Dane match that for about five minutes, I actually forgot. That they were actually in this six man ladder match, <laughs> and I kind of got upset that, that Velveteen Dream came out and it interrupted. And like, what are you doing? No, no, no! You've had plenty of spotlight. Let them have it. But then I remembered. Oh yeah, they're in it. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, they're all. Oh, in this, this works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah okay. exactly. Like, oh, if you if you're gonna interrupt this awesome match, at least we get to see everyone who's gonna be in, in one of the greatest matches of the weekend. I mean, it's gonna be. Uh,
0: EC3 looks like a million bucks. I just want to go out there and say that. You could
1: almost say he looks like the top 1% of yeah. the human population. Hey. Hey, now. You know what? Here's a good place to actually stop and go and talk about our takeover picks, because the first takeover pick we have to talk about, and this is strictly just between you and me now. Like yeah. we're, We've moved on. This is yes. our show, who we're picking. Let's go over and talk about our takeover pickums. The six-man ladder match for the North American Championship. The inaugural North American Championship. Who do you have winning this one?
0: Uh, It's easy to lean towards the big hosses because you guys know me and I like the big hosses. Uh, I am a rampant fanboy for Ricochet and there's a slight part of me that thinks I could see him pull this out. But I'm going to go with old reliable Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole has to get a win here. Um, I, I just don't really see many other outcomes to this, honestly.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. I think that both Ricochet and EC3 can rest on their uh, their laurels of the new higher excitement. Yep. I think Killian Dane and Lars Sullivan are both big hosses and they don't need the win. And Velveteen Dream is also so damn over right now, he doesn't need to either. You know who does need it? Adam Cole. Yep. He needs a signature win. He needs to be walking around with a belt. And I frankly, as we're going to get into in a second, I don't see UE retaining. Uh, in the the tag match, I think Adam Cole picks this one up, and uh, this way no one has to get pinned. It's a ladder match, so no one's going to look like shit. He's going to look great climbing the top of that ladder, grabbing the belt, and putting his fingers up and going, Adam Cole, baby. Yep. And And then he he has to strut around after this with the belt on him, and it's not the NXT belt. It's another belt. I think this Adam Cole, 100%.
0: Yep, And I wouldn't be surprised to throw a curveball here. I wouldn't be surprised to see Killian Dane and or Lars Sullivan appear in the Men's Battle Royale at WrestleMania. No, I
1: would not be surprised by that at all. There's a lot of NXT guys I could see appearing yep. in that Battle Royale and, and be excited by. Bottom line, though, this is going to be an absolutely eye-popping match. You've got people who can do everything. You've got big boys. You've got high flyers. You've got Matt wrestlers. This is going to be... A fan freaking tastic match. It might be also just chaotic shit show, but either way, I will be entertained. I'm, I'm
0: in for chaotic shit show when it involves
1: a ladder match, all the way. Absolutely. But speaking of shit shows, a match I think might end up being one: Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon. I really hope. I really hope this is a good match. I really do. Ember Moon has been making me nervous lately with a lot of her mannerisms, but my God, I mean, the last match they had, I thought was a, a little drawn out, but I loved the finish. You know what I mean? So I I really think this has the potential to surprise us.
0: You know what I think? I don't care. Oh, no. I just, I am not invested in the feud. I'm over Ember Moon. I was over her when she came back and had the matches with Asuka last year. I'm just really I'm over Ember Moon.
1: Oh, Uh, her last match with Oscar was outstanding. I'm hoping
0: the belt gets put on Baszler here, and I'm hoping that we move on from Ember Moon. She has not been the same since she came back from injury.
1: And you know what? The the thing is, is I'm actually going to pick Baszler as well, but for different reasons. I think that uh, NXT is going to need a heel champ going forward. I think that Baszler is a fantastic heel. I think there's a lot of, of face women who need to get murdered by a heel champ. Yep uh in this division, I think that she's a she's a great one to do it and uh Ember can get called up at some point or go do something else. But I definitely think Baszler should win it uh this Saturday night.
0: Yep. Well hey, moving on we do have a unsanctioned match between the former Duo of DIY Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, you go first this time, Ian. Who you got,
1: man? I, you know, here's the thing: the the Booker in me, not that <laughs> not that that's means anything, but the, the the couch Booker in me. Oh yeah, uh, not the Booker T. Not the sorry, not, not the couch not, Booker not, T. Not, not Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. This is the, <laughs> the, the the guy who sits on the couch and goes, you know what they should do? Burp burp burp, burp. Dur- 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 dur. That guy. That yep. guy wants Champa to win. And really? The re- yes. The reason for that is. I don't. I think this is moving too quickly. I want this to drag out. I want Ciampa to make Johnny Gargano have like the wrestling version of the Revenant. You know what I mean? I want him to make Johnny really suffer for a long, long time. I don't want him to come in and hit him once with a crutch and then make him lose his job for a week. And then all of a sudden, Johnny gets his revenge. To me, that's eh, that's, you know, I know he betrayed him almost a year ago, but, but most of that time Johnny was doing his own thing and Ciampa was out. We didn't actually have the feud going on. It was just all in Johnny's head. We didn't see it. I want this to go on longer. I want Ciampa to win here. Unfortunately, because Johnny's career is in the line or his NXT career is in the line, and I can't see this feud going forward on 205 Live or on the main roster, I think Gargano's going to have to win here somehow. And as disappointing as that is to me, I really see that as the only logical conclusion.
0: Yeah, much like the the uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match that we're going to have on WrestleMania from SmackDown Live. Anytime you throw a career as a stipulation into a career match, it kind of just eh, it kind of takes the wind out of the the gravitas of it for me. Because uh, yeah, of course Gargano is going to win here because he has to get his his. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Contract back so that he can go on and feud with Champa. I don't think this is going to be a quick end. I think it's going to be a really hard hitting mean match between these two guys.
1: Yeah. And you know, frankly, I think one of the best ways out of this would be to have Johnny Gargano pick up a win. In this match, and then, but like a quick, like a quick sneaky one. Yeah. Like he picks up the win, and boom, it's over. And Ciampa's like stunned that he lost, and then proceeds to beat the unholy hell out of Gargano afterwards, keeping this feud going. Yeah. I could see Gargano basically, basically, barely getting his job back, and then Ciampa kills him again.
0: Thank you for making my pick
1: for me. That's exactly how I would have booked it. Really? Yep. Couch. Totally. Book- I'm tell Couch Booker. Man. I know. Right. Ducky ducky quack oh, yeah. quack. Uh, moving over, we got to talk about the tag championships. We now know it's a triple threat AOP versus strong and done versus the Undisputed Era of Adam Cole pull- pulling double duty tonight and Kyle O'Reilly. Who do you have here? I'm interested to see
0: whether the ladder match or this tag match comes first. Uh, I wonder if that will affect Adam Cole's performance in either or the other. So I'm interested. I don't think the Undisputed Era is going to win here. I'm really more concerned with are they really pushing Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne this hard not a real tag team to win the tag championships and I just can't make that work in my head. And unfortunately that leaves AOP yet again who should have been called up a year ago to win the this match and the NXT tag championships yet again. And here's
1: the but here's the problem though is that AOP Really, I mean, there's not... They can't get called up yet because they've already got the Bludgeon Brothers up there. They don't need another monster tag team. Monday Night Raw? Monday Night Raw, I mean, depending on what happens with Braun and Mystery Partner or the Bar, both of those... I mean, Bar is a really strong tag team. And if you have the uh, AOP get called up, they've got to murder everyone in the division the way the Bludgeon Brothers did on SmackDown. You can't have them realistically do that on Raw. They're not going to... They could kill the entire rest of the division, but once they hit... The bar, or Braun Strowman and his partner, if it's if it's a big guy like Lashley or something like that, then they hit a ceiling. So there's not really a place for AOP. Uh, I, I hate to say it, but there isn't. But there is room for them to be another a dominant top of the card. Uh, tag team back at NXT again because you have a lot of these lesser teams that are looking for revenge against them. Whether it's Heavy Machinery, Street Profits, these are all guys who have TM61. Yeah, they've all got history with AOP, and AOP can be the monsters that these guys chase going forward. I can get behind that. Yep. So, so you're saying AOP? I'm saying AOP. That means so far, we've picked everything the same. Mm-hmm. How different, how how much different a, a pay-per-view makes? Uh, agreed. Uh, <laughs> when you throw those kind of
0: weightings into it, like we did with the, the confidence points, I think that throws some differences into there. But You
1: know what, though? But uh, looking at this, I, I'm pretty confident in all of these picks. Yeah, these would the, all the difference been... is
0: these are all predictable. Like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, a lot of pay-per-views these days are fairly predictable, and this WrestleMania is just so off the charts. It's It's yeah. freaking
1: bananas. No, and, and here's the thing. is This is the one match we're getting to now, which is the championship match between Sien Almas and Alistair Black. Here's one where my confidence would be low. Very I'm, low. I'm not sure who's picking up the win here. I, I could see a logical way out for both of these guys Agreed. to win this, but here's the thing. It's a solo match, and that means that Alistair's never been beaten one-on-one that uh, he would have to have his first loss against Cien Almas if I think he loses this here. this would
0: be one where that would be okay.
1: Yeah, I mean you could see Selena Vega getting getting involved and so it could be a dirty finish where he loses his his first match, right? His his first singles match. Yeah. Um or gives in his first singles loss, it could be in a done in a dirty way. Uh I frankly think that almost it would cement him more as being a a brutal heel champion if he if he won here, I think it would be good for him. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. This is a really tough one for me.
0: When I was really thinking about this match and trying to fantasy book this out and how it would go, it it came down to a thought that popped in my head, a reminder of sorts, and I was reminded of the matches that we've just witnessed him having with Johnny Gargano, and I thought, my God, I don't know if Aleister Black could have hung in those matches, and I'm wondering if that's a preview, if we're going to see the same caliber of match out of Aleister Black and, and Cien Almas... I don't think so. I think Cian Almas retains here. I think Alistair Black gets his first singles loss because I don't know if Alistair Black, as much as we all love him, I don't know if he's ready to be that standard bearer. And I would have said the same thing six months ago about Cian Almas. Absolutely. I but, was
1: shocked. I was shocked when he beat Drew oh, McIntyre. Yeah.
0: Selena Vega turned that my opinion on that all the way around. So, I, I think Selena Vega and I think the duo of them are very hot right now. They sit very well atop the mountain and I don't know if they're ready to change that up yet again within just a few months since we dropped to Drew, from Drew McIntyre to Cian Almas.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Here's the thing is having another face champion if, if Alistair does win having a face champion with Drew McIntyre coming back or I mean Drew McIntyre we, we went through all of our Wrestlemania and didn't say a damn thing about Drew McIntyre. He could show up in the arm bar and win the whole thing. I know I picked cast, but
0: oh, you're gonna make me go check yeah, my I, pick
1: again. I know I've got the agita all over again uh. just even thinking about what I just said. God damn it! But uh, okay, I'm gonna put that aside because yeah. now I'm sweating again. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I, okay. Bottom line, going back on everything I said, I we've we've agreed on everything on this pickums here. I'm gonna have to take black just so one of us wins this. OK, I'm, I'm no other reason. There is literally no other reason why I think black should win this other oh. than I have to disagree with you.
0: So the are pickums for NXT takeover. Rest, New Orleans comes down to one match
1: comes down to one match. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay. What a difference. Hey, man, we're going to be stressed out enough on Sunday. Why make Saturday crazy? I, OK,
0: I'm going to be on tranquilizers and scotch. So, I mean, it's a matter after by the time we get to Sunday. Holy smokes.
1: Well, I'll be sitting right next to you. So hopefully you'll share. Well, hey, we're getting to the end of the show
0: here, but we're not done. Other stuff happened this week, I guys. Know. Uh, so we're going to do a quick lightning round to rattle through everything else that we would normally cover a little bit more in depth, but things that are important enough that you, we feel like you should know. First of all, starting with 205 Live, we did get some heavy promotion for the Cruiserweight Championship match that's going to be going down at WrestleMania on Sunday. In addition, we also had a tag team match with the team of Hideo Itami and Akira Tozawa facing off against the Lucha House Party, with lince dorado and grand metalik
1: yeah and you know what this is the thing this normally would have been kind of a nothing feud but this has been they've done a great job of actually getting us invested in this feud as they've been doing with many things on 205 live it's slowly building in intensity you're seeing the the, the tozawa and atami slowly turn more and more heel get more and more aggressive it's becoming they're doing a great long build on this i'm actually invested now i care and they've done it pretty much ex- exclusively through matches it's a great job. Yeah.
0: Next up, we had Tony Nese and his eight abs come out and have a match against Jonathan Pierce, who I had not heard of before. What do we need to know about him? I don't know,
1: but he had some great charisma in the ring. He was, he was popping around and, and getting people excited. And yeah, I, I liked his attitude in the ring, and his personality that he showed. That being said, this was strictly a match for Tony Nese to get a win back, get momentum back and look good, which he did picking up a win over, over Jonathan Pierce.
0: And finally, most importantly, of course, uh, Kalisto and Buddy Murphy had a
1: match and holy Holy crap holy shit go watch this match once again 205 live putting on some of the best actually this week except for maybe finn and seth that's the only one in this league that this match definitely was one to go and search out and watch uh it proves buddy murphy is one of the greatest kept secrets of nxt it proves that kalisto can hang in the ring he's fantastic there's a reason he got as big of a push as he did What an incredible match. Go check this out as a way to get yourself primed for WrestleMania weekend.
0: Yes. Uh, Lastly, still in the WWE, the Mixed Match Challenge saw its finale this week, but
1: it kind of finished in an awkward way. I mean, here's the thing. This this whole experiment with the Mixed Match Challenge for the first bit was really fun and kind of lighthearted and a fun way for people, everyone to show, all the superstars to show some more personality and and obviously feel a little bit more loose in the ring. Yeah. But it ended up coming down to, oh, I hate saying this name, the Robe Warriors, Charlotte and Bobby Roode versus Team Osaka with The Miz and Asuka. And the problem here is that, that for some freaking reason, they made the mixed match challenge count towards Asuka's streak. Meaning if she lost her streak would be broken and considering that's basically her versus Charlotte in the end of this mixed match challenge and it's kind of a preview of their wrestling WrestleMania match I it here you had Oscar pick up the uh, or the win uh and it was like really what, why would you make this about the same thing when we're going to see these two fight over the weekend? And actually, now that I think of it, the fact that Oscar picked up the win on Mixed Match Challenge makes me rethink my WrestleMania picks.
0: <laughs> you can't do it. It's locked in at this point. Oh, my God. We I can't th- go back and do
1: it. I'm going to throw myself off a building.
0: Uh, what I will say about this is it was a lot of fun because it felt like initially in the very beginning of this a, a wonderful experiment because uh, it was outside of kayfabe. They were having fun, and we were getting to see different kinds of characters been loosely associated but yeah it, i think the way that they almost accidentally i don't know if they meant to do this and if the commentary just accidentally said it and they just ran with it how in a tag match like that would this affect her singles career streak
1: yeah i don't get it and it shouldn't have been about that this should have been about something else you know this this should have been wide open because as soon as they made it about her streak it totally played their hand and we knew which way it was going to go for the rest of it and while it was still fun a disappointing end to the whole thing. That being said, I'm sure all of those poor rescue puppies that, uh, Ms. And Oscar's charity was for, they will appreciate the money that they will now be getting. Yes.
0: Well, let's head over to the other side of the planet and talk about what went down at Sakura Genesis in the new Japan promotion. And we could talk about this, for an hour I on could do
1: a whole show on this and the only reason we touch on it is because there were two momentous matches that we really cannot get out of the show without talking about one of them being Will Ospreay defending his junior heavyweight championship against the villain Marty Skrull which right off the bat you and I are both fans of both of these guys uh and they put on probably one of the contenders for match of the year already. Wow. And Will Ospreay almost killed himself. They went for a Spanish fly, I think, on the apron, and it looked like Osprey got his foot tangled in the rope, came down really nasty on his head. It's a miracle he finished the match. Uh, he was really busted up, and actually, they didn't know if he was going to be able to compete this weekend. He's got a ton of matches scheduled for this WrestleMania weekend in New Orleans. They didn't think he was going to be able to compete, and he got cleared somehow because he's huh. he a machine. But this match absolutely worth going and checking out, and that's something I would have said about the main event, which was Okada defending against Zack Saber Jr. In which what was an incredible technical display. I would have said that was the the match to go watch. But then Osprey and Skrull went and stole it. You had two absolutely world class matches at this show, and that's why I had to bring this up because. Yeah. We, we could have gone through the show. We could have not talked about New Japan, but I would have been remiss if we didn't talk about this and the fact that now Tanahashi is back challenging for Okada's belt, which what? makes no sense. And even Okada's like, he's way below my level now. He's fallen <laughs> off. He's an old man now. So that's, we'll see what happens with Tanahashi and Okada going forward, but we had to talk about Sakura Genesis. And again, if you need something to build yourself up for WrestleMania, my God, go watch those matches.
0: Well some more quick hits that we've got to get onto here. Uh, Vader is hurting, but apparently he's okay. He
1: survived his surgery. Apparently it's the worst pain he's ever felt. They had I think it was like nine bypasses. Like his oh, heart God. was just destroyed. But he is alive and apparently he's doing okay and he's praising God and you know what? Vader, get yeah. well soon, buddy. Get well soon, man. Seriously. And hope you'll hopefully he's in the Hall of Fame next year.
0: Uh, hey, uh, Mike Ben. I mean, Canellis and his wife Maria had a baby. They finally they had delivered their baby. the baby. Yeah,
1: them and Miz were like, and Miz and Maurice were like on the same time frame. They also had a little girl named Frederica Moon. Uh, yeah. So now we've got Miz with his with Monroe. Sky, yeah, Sky Monroe. Yeah. We've got Frederica Moon. Apparently, they're all about the celestial stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we might see a return soon from Mike Ben Canellis. Uh, and maybe Maria in the future as well. He hasn't really done anything because, really, they wanted Maria. He's kind of came along with her. Yeah. But he's off the pills now. He looks in incredible shape. So props. Hopefully, they can come back and have a nice big uh, showing on wherever they end up.
0: Well, we knew that the big show was going to be the one inducting Mark Henry, uh, sexual chocolate himself, into the yes. Hall of Fame. But apparently, he's also gotten a new contract.
1: He did. He just signed a big new contract. And, you know, I did just say that i uh, i thought james Ellsworth was going to be his partner but now i'm thinking big show might be Bro- uh, Braun's partner and that would that would be a very dominant tag team to have on Damn raw it, Andy, indeed you got to quit you doing know, this you know i I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose even more sleep over this now. I'm sweating again, Nick. I'm sweating again. <laughs> oh. If Big Show comes out as, as Braun's partner, you can point to this as the moment that I created my own despair. So Big Show will be back for longer. Uh, someone who will not be around is Low Key. Low Key, the uh, absolutely psychopathic indie wrestler, was booked to face Matt Riddle at Matt Riddle's own indie show, Bloodsport, which is happening this weekend in New Orleans. He has dropped out. And while this may create some sort of sadness among some people who really don't know anything about indie wrestling, it's actually made me excited because his replacement is world-class. As you all may know, Matt Riddle is an ex-MMA guy. Well, he got another ex-MMA guy to fight. He got Minoru freaking Suzuki. Oh, boy. Matt Riddle, Minoru Suzuki at Bloodsport. You can watch us on Fight TV for 15 bucks a month. I might have to go subscribe to Fight TV just to watch this match.
0: Uh, this is definitely a somebody might die match between this is, these two guys.
1: This is, this is a Matt Riddle might die match.
0: Oh god. Okay, so Teddy Hart and Scott Steiner facing off against Dave and Jake Chris. What
1: the hell? Scott Steiner is still wrestling. I, he's still alive. He's still Big Papa Pump. Man. I know. It's going to be going down the Impact versus Lucha Show down in Nolens. Yeah. Holy th- shit. What the hell? Uh, I'm sorry, Dave and Jake. You're you're going to die. Oh yeah. Uh, also, we really quickly have a touch on, we mentioned it earlier, the greatest Royal Rumble is coming up later this month. Uh, they have already said there's going to be other matches on the card besides the 50 man, 50 man, 50 man Royal Rumble that they're having at this. They have other matches like Cena versus Triple H. Uh, They're they're saying they're going to have the Hardy boys against the bar, which, as I said earlier, does that mean the bar is going to retain? Does that mean that the Hardy boys were going to have brother Nero and woke and Matt? I hope so. Or will they be old school Hardys? They're also promoting a uh, fatal four way for the Intercontinental Championship between Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Seth Rollins and the Miz. Oh, so
0: stop it. Yeah.
1: And that's going to be broadcast on the network. which you can get for $9.99 and and get all this free if you book now. Uh,
0: And WrestleMania for free, right? (laughs) Okay, let's stop that before you start pulling tablets out of your pants. Well, guys, that's our show for this week. We are off to WrestleMania. Let's not forget we've also got a massive show in NXT TakeOver New Orleans happening on Saturday night, the night before. There is an entire weekend of wrestling going on this weekend, and we are going to do our best. We know we ran really long today, but... Because Wrestlemania. It's Wrestlemania, baby. Everything's
1: longer on Wrestlemania season. So, yeah. I wish. I wish.
0: Uh, Well, come and join us. We are going to be hanging out all weekend long on Twitter at BWO Podcast and in our Facebook discussion group. Just search for Busted Wide Open. You will find us there. Send us a join request. We would love to have you on board. We are going to be talking nonstop about wrestling all weekend long,
1: and make sure you tune in next week for our Fallout shows. We're gonna have a recap and analysis show of WrestleMania and Takeover, going over our picks. Uh, if we if we won against the other podcasts or not, what to, what's gonna happen next? And then stay tuned for later in the week where. If we lost there, we're probably going to have a, a promo. of One of these evil other podcasts is going to be talking smack yeah. to us on our own show later in the week. Yeah. If that happens, but we'll also be going over the Monday after WrestleMania, the Tuesday after WrestleMania plus NXT 205 five live, everything else that will be happening next week as the fallout to WrestleMania and WWE two whole shows for you next week. And in addition, you can come to our Facebook page and talk about it all all weekend long over at the busted white open Facebook group, on Facebook. Well,
0: if you love this show and love what we do, uh, we would love to have your support. I'd like to give a big shout out to Laura Montoya, our newest Patreon supporter. Uh, if you would like to support this show, head over to patreon.com slash BWO. Throw a dollar in the tip jar. Sign up to do your very own shoot promo right here with me and In on the show. Uh, also, you can check out orbitaljigsaw.com slash store. Pick up some sweet swag to rock and let us know that we are your favorite show.
1: And you guys know the deal. If you have a podcast podcast app find us on that app rate us subscribe hit the subscribe button hit the like button share it with your friends get other people to come to our show and listen to us talk our nonsense every week here at the busted wide open podcast you can even find us on spotify for god's sake so that's a great way to listen to us as well
0: but i'm nick howell you can find me on twitter at data center dude
1: and i am sir ian dangerous you can find me on twitter at They're Ian Dangerous. But by God! Let somebody stop the damn match! This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out orbitaljigsaw.com.